0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at WickDonald's! Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. This our guy?
2: Horace Rogers, meet Chuck Bass. Man, come here. Look at that outfit. Didn't know it could be worse than the one this morning. Kidding. I know Seville Row when I see it. Joe Kennedy taught me.
0: You know Joe Kennedy.
2: Used to come in here all the time. Had a girl up the street. I was nine years old, selling papers out front. Rumor has it, he kept this place in booze during Prohibition. So, you like old Joe?
0: Run runner, womanizer, millionaire, he was my kind of guy.
2: They all used to come back here in the day. Gangsters, fighters, musicians, dangerous folks, no doubt. They had style. And something tells me you'd fit right in. That's
0: possibly the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me.
2: Hey guys, I'm still here too. I'm just gonna make my bed in the back here, Uh... Hey Upper Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys. My name is Matt, I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down Season 2, Episode 8 of Gossip Girl, Pret-a-Poor-Jay. You know, I, I I feel for Brendan here because I don't even understand oh, yeah. the reference of this one. I can't even pronounce it, so it's going to be tough for, you know, noted dumb person Brendan to get it. But uh, without further ado, let's, let's bring in my co-host. This, he is... Man, I mean, how else to describe him? He is a great guy, unless, of course, he's dating your little sister. Brendan, how are you this week?
0: <laughs> Hello, that fits perfectly here, because I am, of course, the creepy uncle of podcasting, <laughs> a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Dave La Cream Nation. I'm recording live from the crematorium with underwear on today
2: oh look at that. that that does fit in well because i think our new character creepy max is like the creepy uncle of the the upper east side just creepy taking max. pictures of everyone all episode so it, it fits yeah, not in a well lot of
0: lines just a lot of picture taking and uh directing of clothes being ripped. yeah what
2: do you think that uh, audition process was like
0: <laughs> i don't know it, it just you think it was, I, I think he had the you look think it was, they had to have people come up in a lineup and just look at them like who looks the creepiest do you think it
2: was bring your own camera to the audition
0: Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. All
2: right. Well, without further ado, of course, we have another great guest this week, a prolific podcaster in her own right. Please welcome to the podcast, Kayla Herb. Kayla, how are you?
3: I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Of course. We had wow. to get you on the podcast. I know you are also a Gossip Girl fan and I've been, you know, we've been trying to get an an episode figured out for a while and we finally figured one out. And here you are. Um, If people, you know, are wondering, how we know each other? We of course were uh, best friends. I don't think there's any other way to describe it. Best friends in eighth grade. Uh, <laughs> didn't know you beforehand, and you know, not so much best friends afterwards, but still, still decent Pretty enough much friends. Just eighth fun. grade. But I it mean, was, it was it nice. Was, what a wonderful year eighth grade was. It was the rise and fall of the Matt Gig and Kayla Herb friendship. <laughs> well,
3: actually, no. In ninth grade, you used to give me a sandwich every day in gym class. <laughs>
2: wow. Where'd you, you get know these sandwiches? I don't even for? remember that. But what a. What a backstory would, for you us. You would have
3: two sandwiches because they were on like the smaller rolls, but your mom could put right. jalapenos on them and you didn't like oh, it. that's nice. So I would take <laughs> them
2: from you. Which is great because, I mean, i You I'm didn't go home and tell your mom hal- to get the fucking jalapenos off? Listen, I don't, I don't mess with the sandwich artists. I'm a big jalapeno fiend these days, so I think the problem was, if we are going to go into uh, the the sandwiches of of ninth grade, I think the problem is the jalapenos do make the sandwich kind of soggy, and I didn't really like that aspect of it, so uh, that that does make sense to me as uh, as to why I I would maybe want to give them away. I'm glad you enjoyed the sandwiches, though. I'm glad someone was eating them. It was very nice,
3: but you weren't always having two sandwiches. So I don't know if you like came home and you're like, "Kayla yeah, is suffering; she has no food." <laughs> <laughs> Please, that,
2: that must have been it. <laughs> I,
0: I was think... just worried about you. Like, I'm glad you had two because it sounded like you were just giving up your sandwiches no matter what.
2: Listen, I, I don't know what the deal was back then. That, but that that was ninth grade me. That, this is, I mean, I guess it fits because this is when I, uh, this is when the this episode aired back in ninth grade so usually wow. i ask you know original air date of this episode was october 27th 2008 usually i ask what you think that we were doing but i know for a fact i was giving kayla a sandwich during this yeah <laughs> when this episode I'm starting was I'm more and
0: more that she was demanding them and you didn't really want to get
2: some time. <laughs> yeah kayla was actually my bully yeah <laughs>
0: so
1: Give me your
2: <laughs> pushing me up it. that's why dog. it was best friends in eighth grade and <laughs> yeah. then it was bully in
0: ninth a grade. sharp
2: turn you know we bonded in eighth grade because uh we both Got to leave our classes five minutes early because of our <laughs> because of our injuries. So that was that was definitely some bonding. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Is that when you? So you you had you were injured and you stole Priscilla's scooter <laughs> that year.
2: I stole Priscilla's scooter before I was injured. That had nothing to do with it.
0: <laughs> it's even worse.
2: I just wanted to try it out.
0: <laughs> you liked it so much that you had to get injured. Okay. I've
2: also yeah, bonded yeah, with Priscilla over
3: our early
2: dismissal of classes (laughs) you know we early dismissal people we have to stick together it's a it's a rough world out there leaving class five minutes early all the time uh (laughs) you always have to find someone to carry your backpack for you it's tough out there
3: you know what you were just in such need and here i was with my disrupted bowels and cystic ovaries (laughs) and i could carry your backpack for you
2: and, you know, Brendan <laughs> Brendan was in all of our classes that year as well, but I don't think he was doing much talking to us, really. He was too good for us back then.
0: No, and I definitely wasn't going to offer to carry anyone's shit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. Brendan was like, I'm staying in class. I want to learn. You can carry your own shit. Yeah, I, I
0: don't have any injuries yet. I'm not going to risk carrying a backpack.
2: Well, I
3: injured. specifically remember Brendan being one of the people that didn't believe that you broke your collarbone.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was big conspiracy going around that I was, that I was faking. My... Oh, yeah, because yeah, I broke my... I was one of those collarbone broken truths <laughs> Well, let's go into the backstory. I did break my collarbone famously on the day of Relay for Life, but did not... Uh, tell my mom about it when it happened. And, and if anyone's wondering, there was a big giant dirt hill behind the high school that we used to ride our bikes off of. And one time Very I cool. rode my bike off, it landed, you know, front wheel first, flipped over, landed on my shoulder, and uh, yeah. broke my collarbone. I, I don't know why I was such a daredevil back then. <laughs> well, everyone you was like really punching
3: cool. your shoulder that day. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> Because yeah, that, that's we, would,
2: all, we would all go to Relay for Life. My mom was uh, team captain of one of the teams in Relay for Life, and I didn't tell her that I fell off my bike because I wanted to go to Relay for Life. Like I was like, I, I am not, yeah, I don't want this to jeopardize anything. So I went, and I still couldn't move my arm. I was like, surely this will get better throughout the night. But I, I remember um, Adam Kilchesky came over and literally tackled me to the ground. Oh my god, <laughs> like, oh. Oh, so painful. People were just like roughhousing <laughs> me Jesus all night. Christ. We
0: were mailboxing you all night.
2: <laughs> Yeah, and it got to, what a ridiculous what a ridiculous premise <laughs> you, you, for a night.
0: Tell someone that you're in pain, and then obviously they'll leave you alone. Yeah, that's,
2: right? no, that's how eighth graders work. You tell someone you're in pain, yeah. and they tackle you to the ground. <laughs> it got to the point where at midnight, I told him I was like, "Listen, my shoulder really hurts. I think I broke it or something. Uh, we might have to go to the hospital tomorrow." And uh, yeah, you know, the let the rest of school, I was wearing a sling. So <laughs> yeah. and you needed button-down shirts. I, yes, I did. Uh, I did yeah, need to wear button-down totally. shirts. And you for the first there, two that. weeks, I needed to wear this like. Ah, uh, very embarrassing, like back brace too. Yeah, but
0: that is embarrassing. I don't even remember that. I think I just blocked that in my memory. It was so embarrassing for you.
2: <laughs> but of course, everyone got to sign my slang, and I, I felt popular for. I had my my real <laughs> dear Evan Hansen moment back in back in A3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So I guess we should probably talk about uh, Gossip Girl. So Kayla, real I quick. will I will ask you the same question I ask every guest, and that is to tell me your. Gossip Girl story like when you first watched it how many times you've watched it if more than once if you've even finished the whole show and uh, yeah so just tell us a little about that I have finished the whole show I binged
3: it rather quickly I didn't watch it when it was on and then I didn't watch it when I was a city Gossip Girl because all of the girls that went to FIT loved Gossip Girl and I was like you guys are dumb and I didn't want (laughs) to be like them Um, and then I graduated and I was like oh this show is amazing and I watched it From start to finish, like, I don't want to say in a day, because that's obviously not possible, but very quickly, I watched all of the seasons, and I was like, oh my god, these people are the worst, I need more, and I (laughs) just couldn't get away (laughs) from them.
2: You know, we may have watched our first times at similar times, because I watched Gossip Girl As the listeners know by now, in my grad school year of college, so so the year after undergraduate, during a winter break, and I also sped through it. I think I uh, famously watched the whole thing in four weeks. So we we may have been binging along at at the same time in a in our in our separate uh, TV watching. Maybe we would have
3: known that
2: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The friendship hadn't died with you stealing my lunch every day. We could have (laughs) we could have been texting about Gossip Girl every day. Um, So, do you have? Any favorite or least favorite characters?
3: Oh, it changes as the series goes on. Um, I think at this current stage that we're at, uh, Nate has really grown on me. Ooh. That,
0: Ooh good thing we have so some Nate At this moment in season two? Yeah. You're going season by season is like, your favorites? Okay.
3: Yeah. Usually, Usually you well, better Well, yeah. even season point. by season. Like, people could change in a whole episode for me.
2: So. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, totally. But you know. this
3: particular episode, I'm a big fan of Nate.
2: Sure. Uh, Nate, really? Nate has been criticized for uh, being one of the more boring characters, and I get it. His plot lines are usually uh, separate from the other cast. A lot of times they don't know what to do with him. So, uh, But he is generally a good guy, so I'm glad he's getting some love. Yeah, he's a
0: good guy, Nate. And, and, yeah,
2: we do call him good Although, guy like, Nate over it's here.
0: It's interesting that you say that because I felt... We'll get into it, of course, later. But I felt like his plotline was very shoehorned in into this one here. I was like, "Where's Nate?" And then he was there. And I was like, "Why would they do that?" Yeah. Well, they have
2: to end with him, uh, him and Jenny getting some action on the yeah. sidewalk. Yeah, so yeah,
0: they yeah. Got it. Right. Um, I think they should have skipped the whole plot with him and just did the sidewalk makeout scene. <laughs> That's it. He, <laughs> he just showed, all of us. He's
2: just on the sidewalk at the end, Go. and Jenny runs into him and starts <laughs> yeah. making out with him. Yeah, why I not, feel that like works. that okay. happens
3: a lot with Nate. Like he just pan, and then Nate's just looking confused, and then you know what? It's funny. You,
2: it's funny you say that because that exact thing is like my life of the episode and i will point it i'll point it out <laughs> um, do you have a least favorite character though kayla
3: oh through the entire series i i hate jenny oh no oh. I, I that know. is so upsetting wow. I, 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 she, seems arms, so, she was like
0: my favorite this in episode, the beginning too.
3: really love her but like starting now is where i i start to be like eh, grow up yeah. jenny. like what's your problem and-
2: that is the story with a lot of people. This so, oh, so far I'm, has been... Uh,
0: this could be the downfall I know. For this so far has then. been
2: a very pro-Jenny podcast. Uh, you know, just Uh-oh. keep in mind, Jenny, I mean, I, I agree that not Jenny's uh, best episode, maybe, but she is still a child. She's still learning and growing, and, uh, you know, she's got to make these mistakes. So I'm still in Jenny's camp. I'm still going to support you, Jenny, even if Kayla will not. Hopefully, Brendan will stay on board even by the end of the episode. Yeah, interesting
0: foreshadowing. It might, it might be tougher and tougher for me to stan her brendan we'll don't see.
2: let that get to you no yeah i mean it's, I'll, it's not, already like i said every episode direction. my opinion changes on people <laughs> okay um and yeah i
0: don't like her that much anymore
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> brendan's done
0: that's it and it's so very impressionable
2: we scheduled you to come on this episode and i forget why was there a, a special reason you wanted this episode or did you just randomly choose one
3: well, I, I just think this episode is hilarious, um, especially once we get to the creepy photographer. Um, <laughs> like, I it just makes no sense to me that this happens and that Nate is just here. Um, but I mean, there's other episodes that I'm like, down the line, I must be here, and if you don't call me, I will come steal your sandwich again.
2: <laughs> but Listen, I wanted to see worry, it earlier, are... <laughs> so exactly, we already have you uh, booked and ready for another episode next season. So you are yeah. wow. your contract has already been renewed. even before very nice even before we started recording this episode so very impressive um (laughs) all right so let's Let's get into this episode. Jenny befriends a young model, Agnes, who encourages Jenny to not only explore her wild side, but also confront her boss, Eleanor Waldorf, who is attempting to borrow Jenny's designs. Serena meets an artist, Aaron Rose, and realizes they have an instant chemistry. Blair attempts to seduce Chuck, but it proves tougher than she ever imagined. Brendan, your time to shine. You can make me look like Uh. a real idiot here. The episode is called Pret-a-Pour-Jay. Poor jay is this a reference to?
0: You said it at the beginning, and... You know, you, you pointed out I was gonna have no chance, and you were spot on with
2: that. <laughs> so you this is, this, this is
0: a literal bunch of mumbo jumbo. <laughs>
2: You're waving the white flag here. You're not even. Yeah, gonna I'm not even thing. gonna
0: try. got uh, like I, maybe I could have done one of my stupid guesses, but I don't. Even, I can't even make Brendan, a, uh, like if you a guess bad the, joke.
2: If you guess the Dark Knight again, I'm kicking you off the podcast. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, I got. Nothing. Kayla, do you happen to know what this title is referencing? I
3: I don't know if it's like a film or anything, but I know it's a French phrase for like ready to wear
2: clothes and stuff like that oh yeah so but i don't know if that's a, a movie film. or anything too yeah so apparently the end before i reveal what it is brendan a real tale of two seasons for you so far you you started God off four damn. for four you're now oh for your last four so you have balanced out wow at 50 percent, you're down to four for eight uh the title reference is a current is apparently a reference to the 1994 film pret a port listen i don't know how to pronounce this but i'm guessing it's supposed to rhyme with poor j so i'm gonna say pret a porte mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah. So that is apparently uh, the film in question. I have never seen it. I have never heard of it. I'm um, sorry, Brendan, you got a really tough one today.
0: And that, that sounds like a pretty good pun, though. This is like one of the best titles, wow. in my wow. opinion. Wow. So the
2: one you had no chance with, this is the one you're actually going <laughs> this to is, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, give them a round of applause for this one.
0: Yeah, I think it's like one of the least it's, it's not really as much of a stretch as other titles.
2: All right. So let's start the episode. We're we're starting hot and heavy already. Blair and Chuck getting it on and of mm. course the limo, but unfortunately this is just a dream as Dorota wakes Blair up. Seems like Dorota's <laughs> not in the best mood today for some reason. She's very stern. <laughs> She's very stern we got our very one we, we're getting our one Dorota scene per episode at this point. It's usually yeah, sprinkling in the be- it in there very nicely. Yeah, it's usually in the beginning of the episode uh, where getting blair ready for school so luckily brendan you're getting at least your one scene of Dorota. kayla usually people come on the podcast and everyone talks about how much Dorota is one of their favorite characters and brendan still has not seen why do you share their affinity for Dorota?
3: i love Dorota, especially her line in this opening scene the ruse continues (laughs) having her wet dream (laughs) <laughs>
2: yes, yes. I, honestly the running joke gets funnier every week when without fail every single guest will talk about how much they love Dorota and every single without week, fail friend like we have a lot
0: of vanessa haters but like that's confused. not always as consistent as how much people love Dorota.
2: Yes,
3: but like and, how did you not fall in love with her when she's like remember
2: Blair glennel is watching yeah, yeah.
0: She- that was that was my joke <laughs> almost my joke of the episode honestly it seems <laughs> like so it is
2: like, like a touch psychic in this episode like she she really knew <laughs> what was going on know? With Blair? <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: well maybe she, like, we didn't see the whole bed maybe the bed was just soaking
2: <laughs> yeah, she, she came in and she maybe like, it it's maybe was kind of obvious what happened to is, Dorota. something is going on here <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh jenny's on the phone back at the loft and uh we are seeing jenny rock her new hairdo in this episode uh, i was i Ooh, was wondering bad. if this was Very the first bad. episode we got it but uh nate does point it out later so definitely is... he loves it yeah <laughs> nate obviously loves it brendan you were not high on this hairdo
0: no, her has been getting worse and worse this season as the like eyeliner around her eyes gets bigger and bigger. yeah, It's just it's been getting so bad to a point where um I almost gave her an LVP for this episode oh just my because God. of her hair oh goodness!
2: Oh, well, well, have
3: you seen Taylor Momsen in real life like recently?
0: I have not looked her up ever.
3: That she just it's the eyeliner's
2: even bigger. Yeah. And the hair I, is even okay. worse. It just continues yeah, I, in her personal okay. life. I was gonna say we'll we'll see her rock the uh, the very dark heavy eyeliner later um, in this episode, but yeah, we are in peak uh, Taylor Momsen, the Pretty Reckless era. She is a uh-huh. rock star in her own right, and she. Said, you know what? So is Jenny now going to be because I'm not going I mean, to change. It's a sign of the
0: times for sure. It's like this is very 2008. I mean, I think she's still um, rocking but that I, look.
2: I mean, she's gone very uh, punk okay. rock in her in her music days. So I think she is now having Jenny reflect that even though Jenny is not the lead singer of, of a rock and roll band in Gossip Girl. She <laughs> yeah, it's interesting still...
0: they let her go for this too as, as a character.
2: Well, I think uh, Taylor Momsen was famously not really listening to anyone on set. So I don't think, I don't think it would have Oh, been, really? Okay. I think it would have been tough to control. <laughs> I didn't I think, know that. It, it, sh- shades of her actual character. Jenny, I think it would have been tough to control her if they wanted to. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but again, Taylor Momsen, much like Jenny Humphrey, just a child, so I'm going to to cut her some slack. Um, So yeah, we we get the new hairdo. She's pretty stressed out here, and the Humphrey men in the loft—they're just cracking wise without a care in the world. You know, Jenny. Jenny is a full businesswoman at this point. She doesn't go to school. She's uh, just in charge of whatever she's in charge of and uh rufus and dan don't really, really care they they're just very disengaged at this point uh just making fun of the italians is, yeah eleanor has put jenny in charge in which charge- as
0: doughboys fans we hate italians yeah
2: here. <laughs> yes exactly and i'm 25 italian so I, I can say that uh brandon i don't <laughs> yeah, know what your right. excuse is i don't know <laughs> what like jenny just says that eleanor has put her in charge I, she doesn't say of what like uh, either way it's a big deal but what is she in charge of <laughs> I feel like
0: she's in charge of everything without having an actual title. <laughs>
2: she's running the shop. She's 15. She's running the shop. For
0: the most part, yeah.
2: Where did Laurel go? We hear her name mentioned. I don't know where she is, though. Isn't that her job?
0: I don't know. She's probably at these meetings that she's not <laughs> yeah, to go
2: she's to. going to all the meetings <laughs> instead of Jenny. Her precious yeah. meetings that she just is just dying to go to. So she, <laughs> she can take notes.
0: and Just so she can take notes anything
1: and God, not, poor, do meeting, not, not participate. for
2: Jenny. I really do think Eleanor gives her like the better end of the deal here where she's like, I'm going to show them your design. This will be good for both of us. They're going to know your name. And Jenny's like, but, but the notes. I want to be at the meeting.
0: Yeah, I know. yeah, but you also have to doubt that she's actually going to do anything for Jenny in that respect. I
2: don't
3: know. I'm kind of team Eleanor in this episode.
2: I definitely was as well. Eleanor yeah. has a pretty good episode. She, she's not taking Jenny's shit at all. All yeah. episode. Um, <laughs> so Rufus lets Dan know that tonight's the big Aaron Rose opening at the art gallery. Wants him to help he and Vanessa set up. Uh, Aaron Rose I'm sure a character I'm sure Aaron Rose is a character that everyone's gonna love and remember fondly can't get enough of this guy he's not the most boring person in the world uh, th-
0: <laughs> I thought he was generic 2008 honestly, guy
2: ever I, I thought when Lord Marcus left we were gonna be done with these boring love interests but don't worry we we brought in someone to make Lord Marcus look like the most exciting person in the world
0: well this guy's got glasses
2: that is true um, he does yeah, have glasses.
0: that's pretty cool right
2: definitely cool he does what ride a motorcycle so objectively cool uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
2: Yeah. So Rufus uh, discovered him at uh, at RISD. I guess Rufus is just going around to the local colleges and just scooping people up. I mean, at, at least not we're that seeing Rufus. That's, ro- I mean, that's true. It's not local at all. Yeah. I don't know why I so local? I mean, at least we're seeing Rufus do something for his job. Usually, Rufus is literally just doing nothing making except, compl- <laughs> except complaining just making about waffles. Yeah. How Lily-, Lily doesn't love him and making waffles. Yeah. Like usually Vanessa is doing all of the work. Rufus finally getting his. Getting his head back in the game, uh, Jenny's looking for her sketchbook. Apparently, no one has let her know that Nate is using the bathroom, and uh, she's gonna walk in. Nate Nate comes out, and you know, I, I know Nate is technically living there at this point, I guess. But uh, I've stayed at a lot of people's houses, and let me tell you, I would never have the balls to walk out of another's family's bathroom with no shirt on
0: shirtless yeah. <laughs> this is so funny too he's just like oh i uh, didn't see you there's yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's trying to look so hot here yeah.
2: all intentions are to impress jenny Listen, when i stay at someone else's house i'm getting fully dressed in the bathroom as soon as i'm done with the show i'm not walking as a matter of fact <laughs> right. like, that's a fear I, that i have that i'll shower and like forget to put my shirt back on and i'll walk out and there's a huge party going on like george Costanza and seinfeld uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm leaving,
3: and, like, no trace of me behind if I use anybody's yeah. anything at
0: their house. I was not even in there.
2: I mean, maybe it'd be different if I looked like Nate, but Nate's just already <laughs> acting like he owns the place. He's like, yeah, I'll walk around shirtless in a towel. Who cares? Yeah. This, this is my house now.
0: See, what I do, anytime I go into anyone's bathroom, even just, like, to pee, I always come out with no shirt on.
3: Speaking of pee,
2: it's <laughs> it's time for me. It's time already. It's time already? <laughs> What's the, how Water many pee breaks Man. are we going
0: to have? All right, you might all have right,
2: quite okay. a few. Hold on, I'll be back. Yeah,
0: here we here we go. And
3: now
0: it's time for the pee break. Look, the song's playing. She's gonna be back before the end of the song.
2: <laughs> and we're back. We're back. What? What was I gonna say? Oh, Nate. I was just gonna say that Nate. Um. We we flagged like Nate moves in last episode, and we flagged up this whole big budding bromance with him and Dan, and then he doesn't even talk to Dan this entire episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that is interesting. But I think they meant, he mentions Nate he's like, oh yeah, it's been great. Yeah, but I think yeah, like he hasn't seen him in a week well, at that point. He doesn't
2: even get to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's let's get to Blair after Blair's wet dream. She's uh, walking with. with her umbrella because it's also wet outside during this episode and chuck, chuck pulls up next to her in the limo they're back to their old shit uh chuck does this a lot i'd love to see the conversation once with his limo driver where he's just like hey slow slow down it's blair again just just drive really slowly next to next to this girl so i can just like shout at her really quickly this i feel like chuck's limo driver, this driver just <laughs> knows
0: what to do at this point <laughs> yeah, though. he's he's so good at this the, the driver i
2: really want to know what their relationship is like if, if his limo driver likes chuck or is just annoyed by him
0: this fucking rich kid <laughs>
2: yeah um, and so uh, Chuck's saying he may have been too hasty after turning Blair down last week and, and he was fooling me when I'm watching this I'm like this is coming out of nowhere last week he was like we- we're not gonna fuck unless you tell me you love me now he's practically begging her to get into the limo and, I know and uh, you know Prankster Chuck he fooled me and Blair both because she goes to get in and he locks the door tells her she has to say those three magic words Blair she's close she gets them one one important <clears throat> word wrong she says I hate you instead of I love you and he rolls up the window and drives away what a move from Prankster Chuck here <laughs>
0: great move great move but i'm sure he does at this point like still really want it again like as nate i mean as as, uh dan points out later on he is still a high school kid
2: of course chuck you can't help
0: the hormones yeah of course like he would have been happy if she actually got in the car
2: uh yeah but he's playing the game they have to play the game he's
0: playing the game play the game as queen says that is a Queen yeah. song, by the way. <laughs> Just <putting a> point.
2: <laughs> I thought you were talking about Queen B. It's a 50-year-old reference. Constance no, 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 Waldorf. No, no. As the Queen says, you do <laughs> no, have to no, play no. the game. You're correct. <laughs> um, well, at Jenny's job, we're meeting Agnes for the first time. I'm very excited because this is the first time I'm watching this show since watching The O.C., and that is the iconic Caitlin Cooper from The O.C., played by Willa Holland. Oh, uh, she ca- did look familiar. Brendan, you've never seen The O.C. I don't know what you're talking about
0: i've seen clips oh okay i watch highlights on well, youtube well
2: she played the little sister on the oc and now she's working with the little sister on gossip girls so a real uh meeting meeting of of two worlds here Kayla, are you an oc fan at all nope wow Sorry. neither is brendan Sorry. <laughs> straight up nope. down the fort. well caitlin cooper you know much like i'm always rooting for the uh little sisters in these shows so i was also a big Caitlyn cooper fan I wonder, I don't think Caitlin Cooper has the same blowback that Jenny does, but she's also not as big a part of the show as Jenny is, so uh, more on that in future episodes. I mean, more on that when we get to the uh, OC coverage that we've been teasing. Um, yes,
0: I feel for like many months now.
2: In this show, I feel like Agnes is sort of like Georgina-lite. Like, she's a younger, much less chaotic she version looks like her of Georgina. Bit, yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but
0: who actually is is friendly with uh, Jenny and like right. has some of her best interests. Right. in she, there. Right.
2: Yeah, she's much less chaotic than Georgina, but she comes on the scene, and her only goal is, like, fuck everything up. Like, she's just here to fuck people's lives up. Whether it's intentional or mm-hmm. not, like, that's the one thing she's going to do.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I'm excited to get more more Georgina. Like I, I wasn't too, super big on her when she was around, but now that I, it's been and so now long— you
2: already miss her. You now I, I, miss I'm kind of
0: craving a little bit of it.
2: Don't worry, Brendan. She'll be back. Um, no, I bet. Were you, At first, were you—well, Kaylee, you knew what happens, I guess. But, Brendan, were you rooting for a uh, an Agnes-Jenny friendship here?
0: I, I mean, is it really over at this no, point? No, it's not, it's not just, over. But just because Father I, Nate brings her out I, of the party?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Daddy Nate. Um, it, <laughs> it's not over. It definitely didn't go as good as it could be. Well, so are you even still rooting for an Agnes-Jenny friendship? Because Jenny doesn't yeah, really no, have that Yeah, I think it
0: could, st- could still be. I, I think she's... I don't, I don't know if how serious she was about like her starting her online and all that, and, and the two of them, a creepy photographer guy helping her out. But it seems like she does have... A lot of connections that could still help out Jenny.
2: Yeah, that's the spinoff series. Especially,
0: Jen- especially after she's like kind of rid of Eleanor at this point because she's burned a bridge. Right.
2: Jenny, Agnes, and Creepy Max start their own show where they uh, all, all just fashion people. I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. <laughs> that's
0: it. I can't take it.
2: Uh, Kayla, what would you think of Agnes's first appearance in this episode?
3: I I didn't like her. I definitely met people like her when I was at <laughs> FIT. Um, people oh. who like think they're important but they're not. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. it's mostly like city people who have rich parents so they think they have connections but they, they don't I like it was kind of unclear what Agnes's intentions actually were because like I get like you were saying like they're both children and she was kind of just like she's in like her like rocker phase and she's like and you're gonna yeah. be weird and break stuff and I uh-huh. was just like yeah, and who do you really seem, know like, you're 16 influence on Jenny like Jenny yeah. needs like hard working actual people and not like partiers right
2: yeah and we we have no idea what Agnes's deal is. like not only like what her intentions are, like is she purposefully trying to sabotage Jenny or does she actually think this is the right move for? Her? And also, like, who is she? Like does she have like how old is she supposed to be? Does she have parents? Is she going to school? We, she's just this random. I
0: think I saw on her profile at some point. I don't know why it was up. Uh, maybe it was like a got quick gossip Girl scene um while she was talking. Uh, but it's it said Agnes sixteen model. So are you 16- I think she's six, she's sixteen. Uh, this isn't me like researching sixteen year old models. But I'm just <laughs> saying, that, <laughs> this is what I saw on the screen at some point.
2: I, I believe you, Ren. I, I feel like I, you know, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't think anything of it until you had to uh, forcefully point out that you are not looking up sixteen. I was going to be on the defensive
0: in these situations. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, well, okay, so. The, uh, the buyer from Bloomingdale is also here. Jenny, of course, wants to take notes in the meeting. But Eleanor has really mastered the look where she just looks at someone with, like, the most bewildered, enraged, <laughs> incredulous look on her face. Like, it's so good. Oh, like, yes. the one look she gives at Jenny, she's just Deadly. like, just like are, wh- what are you even talking about right now, Jenny? I love when she <laughs> does this. Um, Jenny's super bummed she doesn't get to go to the meeting. And then Nate shows up. Just the random Nate sighting that Brendan has been talking about. How Bre- Nate just keeps showing up he found her sketches once again this is just good guy nate and i don't know because brendan was obviously confused at why nate showed up but I-, I felt like obviously me having seen the episode was it like obvious here like did you guys assume something was going to happen between these two with all the scenes they were randomly getting together all episode
0: yeah i, I didn't know when but like, i mean because we had had some of this in season one even um but this was just a funny scene like one, how does Nate know where she works? Like, the exact address. <laughs> he, knows where, like he knows
2: where the Waldorf shop is. He dated Blair I for guess. Years. And,
0: <laughs> I guess this is him, like, paying rent to the Humphreys. Like, shouldn't Dad or Dan have done this for her? Where is Rufus and but, Dan
2: all episode? Rufus picked a hell of an episode to stop helicopter parenting Jenny. Like, I, yeah. Ruf, Rufus, all of a sudden, Rufus's art gallery picks up, and he's like, oh, I don't give a shit about telling Jenny what they're yeah, doing Yeah, is not worried about like,
0: the, it, the, the hunk, like, in the bathroom, like, hitting on his daughter. It is absurd
2: that all season, <laughs> Rufus has been down Jenny's, like... Like, just hovering over Jenny, making sure she does the right thing. And then this is the episode where he's like, yeah, you know what? I have other things to do. I don't care anymore. And Jenny is just going to quit her job, <laughs> spiral out of control. Like, Nate is the one that has to be the person that's, like, reeling her back in all episode.
0: Right. That was so confusing. I don't know why Why all of a sudden they put Nate in, in Daddy's role.
2: Well, because they need to make out. And I call him Daddy. <laughs> Daddy I, I Nate. <laughs> Daddy Nate. New nickname on this <laughs> podcast. Um, so, yeah, I, Rufus really picked a hell of an episode to take off. Dan also doesn't seem to care. He's got his own, like he care is more invested in a uh, Blair and Chuck this episode instead of Jenny. So just interesting <laughs> enough, stuff going yeah. on all around. Uh, Agnes realizes right away that like Jenny might want to fuck Nate and tells her that Nate is also into her. Uh, Jenny denies this. He says that she says that he sees her like a little sister, which is kind of what we've been saying about the relationship so far. I guess that's going to take right. an abrupt change by the end of the episode, but. Uh, and
0: we had been saying that, but I think we thought that it would change at some point, like yeah. it, as they got a, bit, a little bit older. Well, Agnes points out, Most, mostly Jenny.
2: Agnes points out, like a little sister he'd like to do, which is pretty par for the course for this show, yes. really. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was speaking our language. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a definitely a, a pro step sibling uh, get, getting yes, together. Yes, step sibling, not real sibling. Yeah, I mean, there's no blood relation between Nate and Jenny. They're just kind of living together at this point, and there's a little bit of right. a brother sister bond. So you know whatever they need to do um Brendan, are you officially shipping a, a jenny nate relationship here
0: yeah i was never opposed um especially like i mean two years difference it's not like a 10th tw- a grade 12th grade sort of thing that's that's like fair game for sure yeah and uh, i think the, the the dividing line for me is like a 12th grade 8th grade is a little bit tough
2: <laughs> that's the divide i mean i think in high school even a three-year difference is kind of
0: yeah is, is kind yeah. of
2: weird i yeah um uh, two two year difference. I don't know why that's the line, but I just feel like I knew a lot of people that were dating people two years younger than him, so it just seems normal. Whereas three years, I'm like, ugh, that's huh, okay, pedophile. So child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's where we'll. I mean, and at least in the context of the show, they are two years apart. Not like in real life, where at this point, Chase Crawford is 23 and Taylor Momsen is 15.
0: Not so, as good. But I also know some people of that age range, That, is,
2: that is good. Official statement from Brendan, that is good.
0: <laughs> that is okay.
2: Um, well, already we are in the like first third of season two, and Nate has already had a relationship with Blair to start off the show, a fling with Serena that predates the show. Uh, he had a thing with Vanessa at the end of season one, and at the beginning of this season, uh, and Jeez, now yeah. he has a little thing with Jenny. So like, he has gotten yeah, to just like everyone Nate in the main cast make
0: out with every single person already. Next up, Daddy Hump.
2: in record time. Yes, and he also had his fling with the uh, old lady Catherine as well.
0: <laughs> they really don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Just like a uh, hot guy, just do what you do, I guess.
2: Kayla, what's your favorite Nate relationship so far at this point in the show?
3: <laughs> I I mean it really sparked it for me when agnes was like yeah a little sister he wants to do and so that really just shaped how i feel about the jenny and nate relationship um but i think so you like it i i think and don't don't hate me here i kind of didn't mind serena and nate together
2: i was gonna say like we've hardly seen this at all like we've only we only know that they had like a fling pre show right. and then we saw them talk a little uh, at the end of season they teased one. At it. I feel yeah. like I feel like Nate has the best chemistry with Serena as opposed yeah. to with any of uh, anyone else. Yeah and like because
3: Blair, like, at this point is totally done. So like if Serena oh, yeah. was like, Hey, I'm kinda of interested in Nate, like I don't we don't know how blair would react
2: to that if she's going to be like no it's the sister rule you can't date my ex-boyfriend but i think that doesn't matter for these i people. think i don't think she would care yeah <laughs> yeah blair is completely on uh in in the chuck camp at this point i don't think she. Would oh, yeah. care. she's never felt about anyone this way yeah.
0: never 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 about nate Oops. it's funny that nate is like such a like he's the show slut
2: yeah um, he really is
0: but like but he's such a nice guy yeah. he's not a douchebag at all.
2: I- not sluts are not bad people i, I must say if you are I, well
0: usually like the, the the man sluts are like such assholes yeah, and he's that's such true. like a sweet but character
2: Yeah, he's here to reclaim the role he's saying that not all man whores are bad people i can just be a, a lovable guy that just happens to sleep with everyone on the show <laughs> what a sweetie pie um so dan finds serena in the courtyard uh Dan and Serena, they're going to try to be friends again. Didn't work the first time, but they're older and wiser now. And I love that as soon as Serena says that, Blair comes sprinting over to say, you have to help me destroy Chuck Bass. So uh, maybe not everyone <laughs> is older and wiser. Serena wants Dan to stay to have a man's perspective on the situation. Also, Serena really just forcing Dan and Blair to be friends all episode for whatever reason. And so... I'm here for it. Blair Blair calls them out. She's like, I, just because you guys are making another doomed attempt to be friends doesn't mean I have to stand for it or whatever she says. And... Dan is like, well, if you're playing against Chuck Bass, uh, and he's going to give her advice. But I, I'll get into what he does say. But what he should have said is if you really want to get under Chuck's skin, you know, just just have him open up about how he killed his mom and how his dad hates him and then write a story about it. Like he hates that shit. It's the tried and true method to get under Chuck's skin.
0: It is true. and It's funny that I think Dan kind of has started this whole thing where Chuck – needs to be loved i think he really like opened something in him it's all dan's fault that chuck is so desperate for someone to say this to him
2: that is true he really sent chuck on this path here when he got him to open up in that episode a few weeks ago yeah um dan's just as confused as everyone else when he's trying to help blair he's like so you have to have sex with chuck but you can't tell him you love him because then he wins like but but don't you win if you have sex? And then Blair's just like, no, I-, I lose. See, totally pointless. She can't talk to Dan. This is this is a disaster. Yeah, Dan can't keep up with the <laughs> exactly. games. Exactly. Bland's not Bland. Blair's plan is, is Bland. Yes. Is that Bla- their ship name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> uh Blair's plan is to disappear for a while so Chuck can start like missing her. But Dan says the correct plan is actually the opposite. She needs to make herself unavoidable and wear him down. So, uh, what's what's the correct play here? Do we agree with Dan's uh, advice or Blair's?
0: I think well, Dan. It kind of worked until he sabotaged it, right?
2: I think so. Uh, if you're going to go the results-oriented play, it doesn't work as first. Uh, Kayla, what do you think is the is the right play when trying to when trying to woo a guy?
3: I I mean I don't like games, and they both <laughs> Chuck and Blair are just the worst with that. Oh, they're the
2: game. They're the game masters. The whole show, like, yeah. oh
3: my god, just tell each other how you feel. Just like, please, i I'm, t- I'm over it.
2: It's true because I I don't I I enjoy the game to a certain extent and I like watching right. a, a good B- Blair and Chuck mess around but at this point it's just more of the same and it's like it's getting old like even now like we, right. it may be a few too many consecutive episodes of this like how many consecutive episodes can they really do this thing where one person wants to say it but the other person refuses and then all of a sudden the other person wants to like we, yeah. we've seen this this is this is old hat I've seen this
0: and then especially once they even admit at the end of the episode that like the only reason why they're so into each other is the game itself then like once you've kind of put that out there what's what's next what 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 else is to come
3: yeah they're just they're always kind of this toxic couple but i mean i think that's what you can expect when you date a man you know is a rapist (laughs) yeah it's true (laughs) can't forget about episode
2: one (laughs) um attempted rapist yes yes (laughs) and not twice not not (laughs) twice in the first episode not, not for nothing. Blair and everyone involved in this, and also us talking about in this podcast, has made me lose the game. And because I've lost, I, of course, have to announce it to everyone. And uh, where, where were we? Oh, the correct play. I, I also agree with Dan. I think that, uh, you know... He, you don't want to disappear because then like the worst case scenario is they like get used to life without you. And then they realize they're like, oh, maybe I don't need them. And then they just stop talking to you altogether. So I am, uh, I, <laughs> right. I am always just like reaching out and texting random people just to make sure they still remember me. So, so that I am not, I am not losing <laughs> friends down the line like I that's did true. with Kayla in ninth grade. <laughs>
0: and every, every time I'm just about to forget you, you do text me.
2: Yeah. And that's like with us, that's like every other day. So <laughs> you, you have a very, <laughs> very short, short memory. So
0: I have memory to keep... of a goldfish.
2: <laughs> remember me? We have a podcast. Is so that
3: the only reason
2: oh! why i have contracted to come back? Yeah, yeah, because I don't want you no, to forget right. about our friendship. <laughs> um, Serena's just happy that all of her uh, friends are getting along for now, I guess. But Blair, this makes Blair nauseous. She's going to leave. Uh, we'll we'll go back to Eleanor's shop. And I, I'm just realizing that it's kind of wild that Eleanor has more scenes with Jenny than with Blair. Like, we've joked about it before, but it's really true that Ele- Eleanor and Jenny are like the mother-daughter relationship of the show and not even Eleanor and her own daughter, Blair.
0: Yeah, so much more strong feelings for, for Jenny, Yeah, whether that be good or bad at the, w- time, what but the time. she really what was, seems to care much more about it. What was the last
2: time Eleanor has even spoken to her daughter?
0: I guess this is why everyone likes Dorota so much, because she at least right. cares about <laughs> things. Maybe things too intimate Bren- with, uh, with Blair, but at least she, she cares about her more. And
2: then you're starting to see it. You're starting to get won over by Dorota. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm assuming this is direct- the direction that we go.
2: Yeah. Eleanor actually apologizes to Jenny about the meeting, but uh, you know the the ballad of Jenny the savant here continues. As Robert loved the dress, he, he loved one dress in the entire shop. It was the one that Jenny was wearing, and I'm still not seeing what's so special about any of Jenny's designs. But I'm forcibly that no, she, they all suck. She actually is as gifted as everyone keeps saying because like everyone, keep, without fail, everyone keeps like drawing right. their eyes to the one thing that Jenny has made that week. And you know, I'm happy for her. Good, for, good for her. The the gifted and talented yeah. Jenny Humphrey.
0: And someone from, from literally, like, from FIT, like, what do you think about the fashion in this episode? And what what about Jenny's work, do you I mean, think?
3: It's very telling of times. <laughs> uh, For to say the least. For what she's wearing. But, I mean, like, when Eleanor says, like, okay, just remake this dress, like, does that sound outrageous to you guys that she could just do that real it, quick? Cause I think the,
0: the way that she describes it, what she has to do, sounds insane to me in, in a day. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds crazy. And, like,
3: the way Jenny says, like, she she just made this. She didn't have a pattern. She didn't make patterns. So, like, it is a lot of work that she has to do. And it is impressive that she could just make things. But it also shows how unskilled she is, that, like, she didn't keep a record of how she made it so that she can make it again. Ah. And that she's still in this, like, experimental phase, which she should be. She's a kid. And she hasn't gone to school to do these kind of things. yet. But Eleanor expects a lot of her well yeah
2: we've talked about it in other episodes eleanor treats jenny like she is an adult she has put her in charge of everything and she'll say later like i should have known putting giving so much responsibility to a 15 year old it's like yeah eleanor that's what we've been saying like why why are you like we get it jenny is the most gifted fashion designer like that we've ever seen at any teenager all across the world but like we should not be trusting her with so much here
0: yeah, we don't need her to be, like, having the responsibilities of a VP. We just need her to, like, be a paid intern. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, I mean, Kayla, you're pretty much like a real-life Jenny Humphrey here, which is very interesting that you hate Jenny so much. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, only
0: And, like, we're, not, we're actually on camera right now, and I see you're wearing the same dress <laughs> that Jenny created. I'm actually 15,
3: and there's an old man taking these photos of
2: me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to uh-huh. ask about that creepy... <laughs> 35 year old in the background that just had a camera and was kept taking pictures. Like the flash photography was throwing me off a little, but I was just going to let it go. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, yeah. Uh, Eleanor wants to show Barneys and Bendel's the same dress and kind of like manipulates Jenny in this conversation to, to give her permission to show her dress to it. Uh, Jenny just wants to be part of the boring meeting. But I, again, I think that this is also good that if, these these important Barney and Bendel people see her designs and know her names and everything, but of course this means Jenny's going to have a lot of homework because she needs to completely re- remake the dress or whatever. And uh, right, you know, but Eleanor is not going to reschedule Barney's and Bendels. That is a life lesson that we've learned in no. this episode: never reschedule Barneys <laughs> and Bendels.
0: And again, I, I still totally doubt. Like, what what is the incentive for Eleanor to mention like, oh, Jenny made this? She I mean, I she could like just that.
2: throw Jenny a bone once in a while. She doesn't hate Jenny. I guess. Yeah, I know. why wouldn't she?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't well, know what does also, that do for with her. Most like big designers, they never really make it clear how big Eleanor Waldorf designs are. Like she's right. in these stores, but like most of these big designers, like they have a team of designers. So like it would be under her name, but it would still be a huge thing for that individual designer if they decided to ever go on their own uh, path. But it so it's still a huge. Thing for Jenny, even if she can't be in the meeting, to just have your name being mentioned or your work being shown to these yeah. huge department stores. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, I don't know, she's kind of the baby about it. Yeah, yeah. Jenny
0: so basically, she shouldn't be complaining so much, and she should just let her take the dress, and she should just stay out of the meetings and let her show off her work.
2: Yeah, yeah you know, maybe if Eleanor did just like sit her down instead of just giving her these incredulous looks, if she did like sit her down yeah, and maybe. like explain to her, like, listen. This is a big deal. Like, this is gonna—you don't need to be in every meeting yet, and just like, kind of explain. Maybe it would have calmed her down, but uh, we've seen Jenny, and we've seen that she can fly off the handle. I and usually I'm in support of it, but don't fuck with Eleanor here. Like, this is the this is the one person that is making all of your other like rebellious things like worth it because at least you have Eleanor right. to like guide you through this this your dream job essentially what you want to do with your life. Yeah. But to but to right, like, you shouldn't
0: be the. Willing to give up your this insane opportunity? Yeah, yeah.
2: to squander that to make a a, a, dis- a line with with Agnes, the the sixteen year old model. I don't know how <laughs> this is going to work out for you. So and
3: as like annoying yeah. as Eleanor could be to her, like there's still a sense of trust because she's not just some random employer. Like she's in her circle. Yeah, she knows yeah. Eleanor.
2: Exactly. So, yeah. Some miscalculations on the part of Jenny here this episode. We'll, we'll get into those, but we got to get back to the, the Chuck and Blair game. We got <laughs> Blair's making herself unavoidable. Chuck wants her to say those three words still. Um, I, I guess overall about this whole stupid game that gets played, like, does either of them come out on top? Like, Blair is obviously being so dumb here. She clearly does love him and desperately, like, also wants to fuck him. But at the same time, I have to admire the pettiness of just not wanting him to win, even if it is annoying. Um... I, I Brendan, did you think Blair would be able to wear down Chuck eventually?
0: Yeah, easily. I mean, I mean, again, like she's one of our favorite characters, if not our favorite character. She's beautiful. Chuck is a eighteen year old, seventeen year old. I, I think I would be worn down by her pretty easily.
2: And are, are we team Chuck or NT or team Blair in this episode, or are they both just too stupid to choose a size? Yeah,
0: they're a little t- both too stupid, but I feel bad for Chuck mainly because. Over the past few episodes, you've just like, he's been sort of pitiful almost. Um, and you just, you just, you do want him to, to find some love.
2: Yeah. Uh, what, what about you, Kayla? What What do you think about these two? I think they're
3: both annoying, but I, I, I agree with Brendan. I do have a little, like, there's obviously a lot of trauma in Chuck's life, and I just want him to be loved. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, like, yeah. I also don't think he should seek that from Blair. I think he's got a lot of. Uh,
0: package she is some
2: fact. Yeah, right. Are you a uh, Chuck and Blair shipper overall?
0: No. <laughs> no, no. no. Wow.
2: Um what about okay. individually because famously Blair is obviously my favorite character of the show. I love one of my favorite characters in any media <laughs> ever, uh a lot of people come on and say that Blair is also their favorite. Blair is also has been winning Brendan over uh in these first two seasons and Chuck is someone that also uh, starts off terrible obviously but is also someone that quickly wins people over where by by the end of the show and even by this point i think chuck and blair are a lot of people's favorite characters so how, how do you feel about both of them individually even if you don't like them together
3: yeah i think individually they both have kind of sad backstories and mm-hmm. especially like in very common people who are like neglected children because their parents are just off being rich and going to other countries and being right. with a nanny but i i, I Don't love them together. I do like Blair. I think she's a toxic friend, too. Um, So I I get really annoyed with her throughout the series. But I also (laughs) i am annoyed with most of the characters of the show. Yeah, of course. These are not likeable people. No, but I do love how calculated she is all the time
2: absolutely yes gotta love Blair for that uh, Chuck and Blair they're gonna go to the bar speaking of Blair being very calculated uh, she's been trying to change her signature scent she wants Chuck to help her out <laughs> you know Chuck gives a good sniff here but doesn't take the bait as he lets her know it smells a little like desperation <laughs> And you know Blair must have thought this would be the clincher because she's so shocked this doesn't work that she actually like for once has nothing to say back she's just like uh, yeah well, well I'll keep on looking then thank you you've been very helpful like wh- I was yeah. shocked at how speechless why was that you? her
0: big move like I-, I will say this like I've never been won over by a big sniff like that (laughs) and many have tried and it just does not work on me
2: brendan what's your signature scent (laughs) i think you know wow wow okay (laughs) do you you want to take a guess (laughs) no i don't
0: okay yeah let's let's leave the people hanging on that one kayla do
2: you have a signature scent
3: i i don't think i have a signature scent but i will say that i've learned over the years to not tell a man he smells good because that gets taken as a oh you want me (laughs) Uh, it, every yeah. single time, rather than be it's like, so "Oh, I like that brand." But what is it? And they're like, "Oh, she loves yeah. pheromones." Yeah. you know. At first, <laughs> at first, I was gonna say, "Oh,
2: why, why not tell people?" That seems like a nice thing to say. But then, yep, I get it because men, yeah. men are idiots, and they will, of course, <laughs> yeah. take that as. And I was
0: that—that's nail on the head too. Yeah. That, that's my scent. My scent is pheromones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and just noting down, I will never tell Brendan I like his scent, just in case. Um, so then, this doesn't work. Blair just blatantly pours her drink on Chuck and starts to clean him up. And Chuck's had enough of this. And I just love his line reading where he just goes, "I'm bored, and you ruined my pants." Good night, Blair. <laughs> 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 just so nonchalantly says just it. putting before, out the facts.
0: Before he walks yeah. out. So good. Um, she did. What a bad though. showing by her. Like, this is not her best move. I, I don't think it's her best move at all. Like, it, this is stupid of her. <laughs> I love
2: how blatant it was. It wasn't even like she like pretended to knock it over or something. She just They're like, looking at each other and she, she just
0: throws it at him. She just
2: poured it on him. <laughs> you can't just do something blatantly and say oops and have the other person think right. that this was an accident. You, you can't
0: throw a drink on someone's crotch and then try to give him a hand job under the bar
2: and expect them to love you. <laughs> listen i've never tried it <laughs> i think in
3: other circumstances it may have worked for chuck yeah
2: yeah um yeah maybe serena comes to the art but i think he also oh. like
0: dan said like later on he goes like uh go find him because he's probably going home to like crank off or something oh you cool. think that's what dan said was implying <laughs> i think he, said. What he was trying to say because he probably was like because he's chucky so good at putting on putting it on you know but but i'm sure he was like actually really turned on and wanted to go home and like take care of business
2: (laughs) so uh serena is is looking for dan but she finds none other than aaron rose and as soon as he turns and looks at her he immediately falls in love as is usually the case with serena uh they're gonna flirt a little serena seems kind of smitten as well must be the glasses that brendan pointed out uh because anything i don't know what else would be because this guy is another boring guy with no personality uh, I just the way he's talking in the scene, he's putting me to sleep. I'm not really seeing the chemistry here, but <laughs> I, I guess good for them if they're gonna if they're gonna have something.
0: This this looks like what Daddy Hump must have looked like when he was this kid's age,
2: <laughs> like twenty
0: year old Daddy Hump. Was, that's this why, is exactly him.
2: That's why Rufus like hired him. He went to he went to RISD and was like, "This guy looks like me. He must be great at art." And he hired him. Yep.
0: <laughs> um, and they they came back together from Rizdie on his motorcycle.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a great visual. Just imagining
0: yeah like the um, Seth Rogen and James Franco in the <laughs> Kanye video
2: yes um Vanessa and Dan are getting ready Vanessa says she has to meet Rufus at the storage space I don't understand it looks like they're at the cafe right now I thought the cafe was the storage space I'm confused at where Rufus spaces are are taking place it sometimes it I also seems like the cafe and the art gallery are in the same place I like it doesn't matter but I'm just very confused whenever I watch this like what's the cafe what's the art gallery are they connected are they separate is there another storage space that we keep bringing up I, I guess it really doesn't matter so I should stop bringing it up but th- this is just
0: no it is confusing <laughs> I'm
2: just where are they? I don't, because oh, we
0: know is that Vanessa no longer works at that bar that Chuck didn't buy, and she's back to working at the
2: cafe. Yeah, yeah they abandoned that storyline. The next episode, what happened with the with the big with the big bar Chuck that didn't Chuck didn't buy? It's buy? gone. What 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 happened Bulldoze to Horus? What happened to Slifer's favorite character, Horus?
0: Horace is under the rubble after they bulldozed it <laughs> they killed him
2: yeah Vanessa needs to get going to help her best friend Rufus out because he's stressing all the times I watch the show until you flagged it up for then I never realized how close Vanessa and Rufus are but they pretty much do everything together these days they're better
0: friends than Dan and Vanessa are
2: <laughs> they are they work together <laughs> they Vanessa is at breakfast every morning for some reason like it's ridiculous how close these two are
0: yeah, they talk about like bringing in Nate as if like they don't already have someone that's <laughs> kind of just being a squatter in their house. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, Blair is really leaning into this getting help from Dan thing for some reason, so she's actually going to call him here. Vanessa's very <laughs> confused when she sees this, and I, so was I kind of, because I feel like as soon as this didn't work, Blair would be like, all right, Dan's obviously an idiot. I never should have listened to him, but she calls. She, she berates him a little at first at least, so uh, she's pissed that it didn't work. Dan asks uh, if she's... Sure, he wasn't just pretending, and Blair lets him know that there was no hard evidence of that, literally. And Brendan, I feel like I, I know your sense of humor <laughs> by now after knowing you for years and doing many podcasts with you. So I have to ask, was this your joke of the episode?
0: <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, this was good. No, and and you are right. that uh, That did make me chuckle. Chuck oh, oh. um because i know but uh there, there's a better there's a darker joke that comes okay, later it's either it's got to be a dick joke or it's got to be something oh you know uh, maybe it was my
2: joke of the episode as well then it so, might be okay, but yeah. yeah i just know that you love a good peen joke so i thought this might be it i love the peen yeah <laughs> yeah so does you know i'm sure dan is was also thrilled to be hearing of chuck's limp dick in this moment <laughs> yeah the facial reactions from dan were, were very funny in this scene he's like why is this player keep telling me all of this um but at least now we know that the nape of the neck is chuck's kryptonite i wonder what my yes, kryptonite literally. is I, I haven't found my kryptonite yet
0: i don't know that's, that's a good point not a big nape well, we'll guy find I, out. Don't, I don't think no not, not a nape
1: no i don't think it's the nape.
2: that much me. i do know
0: um, i put my nape in front of you many times and you, not, a,
2: <laughs> not a taker
0: work. doesn't um, work
2: I really don't know when Dan became the guru on this stuff, but he lets Blair know that she actually has him right where he wants him and to intercept him He's doing home. great. And yeah. I do love
0: them talking together. I, I'm hoping that they become friends. You know. I just want all these people to be friends.
2: I, me too. You know, Blair was in contention. Not Blair. Dan, Dan was in contention for MVP for me until the end of the episode. Where for the just, whole episode, Where he right? just decides to. I know. To, to, to like.
0: So I have thoughts on this. We'll get to that too. Yeah. But, like, he, <laughs> I, I, I felt word, like the exact same way.
2: Yeah. Uh, Blair takes his advice again. She'll let him know what happens. Dan's like, oh, please don't. Uh, Blair also going to do another bass pun with Bass Out of Hell. And once again, I love when these two work together. Like you were saying, Dan and Blair, they've got great chemistry, unlike, great uh, minds. unlike Serena and Aaron or Nate and you know other people that he talks to besides Serena. Like Blair and right. Dan
0: Just quick, intelligent people.
2: actually a blast whenever they have scenes together, and I we need more of it. Yes, definitely. So, Serena and Aaron are getting along. I, I, I don't know. Again, I don't want my thing to just be complaining about how boring all the male guest stars are, but th- this is this is where we are. They they keep doing it to themselves. And D- Dan stops by. He looks pissed that Serena and Aaron are getting along, and he he's gonna break up that party real quick. And you know that that's all for that. Uh, for now, it's just, I I did I, I keep complaining about Aaron. I haven't asked you guys what you think of him yet. Did did he somehow uh, woo you guys the same way he was wooing Serena? Yeah. <laughs> he's so boring. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I, I've I think seen him in other of...
3: shows, too. He was in Dear White People, and he's, like, the same character on that show, too. <laughs> he really? It hasn't changed
2: at all. Does he, he still just... speak, does he still speak in one monotonous tone with no emotion? Pretty
3: much, yeah. That's just his, like, it's talking so... voice as a
2: human. <laughs> that's so bad. What about you, Brendan?
0: I, I, I don't know. I think they keep introducing these types of characters to appeal to, like, the 14-year-old girls that are watching the show. And maybe it works for them but it's just not I mean, not Brenny, for you, us. you
2: talk to a lot of 14-year-old girls. What have <laughs> they been saying? <laughs> they do love it. They are says. <laughs> All right, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. But you know, they don't want me to talk to at them about 14, it.
3: Anymore. I would like a boy that was like sounded uninterested.
2: Yeah, I mean, it it's true. It it does yeah. make sense that and that also wore a scarf and, and glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Jenny and so Adidas.
3: mysterious. Absolutely.
2: Jenny and Agnes are at some club. And it's one thing for these bars to serve the teenagers who look like adults, but these are 15 year olds who look like they're 15. Or I guess at least Agnes is 16, and they're still getting alcohol. There's just, it's the Wild West out here. Um, Agnes also loves the dress, wants to know who made it and they're gonna take this opportunity to switch outfits and and i love when they switch outfits they walk out of the bathroom jenny's rocking the hat again love when jenny has a hat on and that's when uh some some guy max comes in and he he just looks like trouble the guy just loves taking pictures of people um not not for nothing if i went to introduce myself to someone and like shake their hand and they just took a picture of me with a super bright flesh i I don't know what i would do but i wouldn't be happy (laughs) no i'd be like what the fuck is this
0: yeah that is also not your turn on no (laughs) nape and no pics no
2: nape no bright flesh (laughs) <laughs> um so Serena and Dan are are back to talking to each other and this is when Serena asks how it's been with Nate and he's trying to answer uh when Blair keeps texting her I, I can't believe it, Brendan, but Blair needs more candles, and she wants to know if Serena has any.
0: I I was so upset. The one about move that. that,
2: like, we thought it was just a Humphrey thing, but it is everyone in this show. It's thing the show. It's the whole show. Everyone needs candles. And, Kayla, if you didn't know, this is a very anti candle, anti fire podcast, so we point it out every time. We, we hate all the candles in this show. <laughs> it's a fire and hazard. And there's such long,
0: dangerous, dangerous like, top heavy candles. It's yeah. Very, yeah, it's exactly. very dangerous. This
2: is bad. And it's not of the. It, yeah it's i I don't know maybe
0: even so but they but those like kind of invite people to want real candles at some point so those are also dangerous in a funny way
2: and um when i was in high school and i was saying like oh how do i get this person to like like me how do i woo this person no one was like oh you need candles my guy you need to go get a bunch (laughs) of candles light them all like no one was ever get your ass tj (laughs)
0: maxx buy the whole candle section
2: (laughs) no one was saying this um every time dan starts to talk blair texts her again and Uh, Blair texts her in your room this will be easy and Serena responds you are so bad with exclamation points and actually I refuse to believe that people talk to each other this way and I feel like this is just another example of adults writing for teenagers
0: yeah this this scene is weird because you don't know what it's for because Dan keeps looking over at the phone and like he's reading it for us I guess like him looking at it is like so that the camera can look pan over to the phone and like is Dan upset that he's that she's texting somebody when he's talking to her I wasn't sure like what that scene was for and then, of course, we get to the next one that kind of is explained. Yeah.
2: And we we never get to hear Dan answer Serena's questions of how it is living with Nate. But I bet he was right. going to say something like, oh, it's been great. I just never realized how often Nate walks around with no clothes on.
1: <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> yeah, she really just doesn't let him speak.
2: Uh, Chuck's in his suit. He's going to walk in with Blair on her you know, multitude of candles. And Blair, you know, she was right. She reveals the nape of the neck. And Chuck is creeping <laughs> closer. Like, it's like... It's like one of those cartoons where a, a cartoon character smells like a pie off in the distance and just starts floating. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is Chuck's version of that. He starts floating closer to Blair, uh, and she's got him. Blair wins again. This is what I was thinking. Chuck doesn't care anymore. Now, is he just is, wants is the there a,
0: a food item that makes either of you float like that?
2: Um, jeez. let's see. You know, if I smelled a good batch of French fries, that might happen. Oh yeah, French pretty much anything with garlic oh ah, okay what one. about
0: some garlic fries oh Ooh. man oh
2: let's let's combine them and we'll both start floating wow brendan oh, what man. about you what's making you float these days
0: <laughs> it does change day to day but uh thinking of like the dessert route because you, t- you brought up pies initially i'm a sucker for like a donut shop i'm a, I'm a donut freak oh okay yeah.
2: Should I introduce you, like when I introduce you every week, just be like, uh, Brendan, what's making you float this week? How's it going? I think
0: that's a good segment. Yeah, I like <laughs> what's that. What's
2: making you float? Yeah, let's add another segment <laughs> onto this. Make this a three-hour podcast. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: why well, don't see why not.
2: So it looks like Blair's going to win here, but the the phone keeps ringing they literally both dive for it which got to give it to chuck diving across the room in a full suit and he gets to the phone first <laughs> sees the conversation gets another <laughs> sees the conversation and that's going to give him another classic case of chuck bass limp dick as he's gonna not be so into this anymore uh blair was close but the universe is against her gotta say kind of blair's fault who is their text messages like making their phone fully ring like that
0: yeah that, that is it is on her
2: Text should be uh, a, a silent buzz. I, I don't know why. And also,
0: would... I don't think I ever had that setting, too, where, like, phone closed, it still pops up with a full message on the outside.
2: Yeah. It's been a while since I had a flip phone, so I can't, I don't even remember how those work.
0: I think you could set it up like that, but I think I had it set up to make sure it just said, like, the name of the person that messaged you. Well, yeah, you don't but want... if you had a big enough outside screen, it would show a good chunk of the message. You
2: don't message. want this situation happening where someone picks it up and sees no. it. You are so bad with four exclamation points. you don't want that so uh jenny and agnes they're getting their pictures taken they're having a great night uh again i feel like jenny's lucky that rufus does not care about being a parent this episode uh, because usually he'd be keeping track of like where jenny is and stuff but she's just out at a bar tonight and you know I i feel like anyone that walks around with a camera just snapping pictures of people is just so annoying i want nothing to do with this guy he's also he appears to be 35 i guess he's Supposed to be a recent college graduate. I guess he just finished up at uh, RISD, um, is what we're told. But even so, uh, he says he likes taking pictures of Jenny, and he's getting creepy. He touches her hair a little. She's definitely uncomfortable because she tells Agnes she needs to go. But they uh, are trying to talk her into meeting up with some big-shot stylists. You know, nothing like some good old-fashioned peer pressure here. But to Jenny's credit, she does successfully shoot them down. But then she has to keep following Agnes anyway because she foolishly let Agnes wear the dress and didn't get it back
0: yeah she realizes it's like a minute too late
2: a second too late even yeah honestly and this
0: this it's interesting this guy is literally a college graduate hanging out with just two 16 year olds i didn't even think put that i mean together.
2: jenny's 15 Whoa. agnes is 16 yeah this guy's what yeah 24 I, I, like. i don't know how old exactly he's supposed to be but this is like bad this is very bad why would and <laughs> right. why would he be doing this
0: he's so he's probably the one buying them the drinks too yeah.
2: I don't think I don't think they need help in that. I mean, they're in the bar, and I think a waiter served <laughs> them true. at one point. Like, there's no rules yeah, here. All right. uh, honestly, though, Jenny had one job, so she probably shouldn't have gone out at all tonight. Anyway, I, I mean, I get wanting to hang out with Agnes, though she's objectively cool. She's a sixteen-year-old model, so I I get it. But Je- Jenny had one thing to do, and she just fails to do it.
0: Yeah, coming out here at all is a bad idea.
2: Uh, well, she's got to make her mistakes. So the next day, this is when she's rocking the dark heavy eyeliner. Uh, you know. People used to think that I was wearing eyeliner all the time back in the day. And I I, I didn't care. It made me feel like a young Billy Joe Armstrong, but I, I should have really leaned into it and just gone with the Jenny really back in middle school and high school.
0: That looks cool. You think that would have I, I didn't orphans? even like the, like the early episode of eyeliner. And then this, this was just like overkill for me, though.
2: I think you got to go overkill. I, th- I think you got to go big.
0: Go all in, yeah.
2: So Agnes comes back with the dress. She apologizes. She's now uh, trying to convince Jenny not to give her dress to Eleanor. Uh, and again, why is agnes doing this like first is she doing it because like does she just want to sabotage jenny for fun does she think this is a good move for jenny and even if she does what does she care like what does she care if jenny uh is being taken advantage by eleanor or not
0: yeah i don't know it's a a, i guess she's just trying to look out for her a little bit here Uh, you know this is like we were talking about the difference between her and georgina I, i think maybe she does somewhat have her best interest in in mind and she thinks maybe she is famous enough and popular enough to help her out and in her career
3: yeah i think agnes does have good intentions here i think she's like because not that she's a starving artist but she hangs out with a lot of them so she's probably very much into like no you should root for the little guy don't work for the big corporation do it yourself mm-hmm. so like i get that but also like don't burn the bridge on yeah your way that there. makes sense
2: Yeah, I I guess I wish we would have had some more, like, exposition about that. Like, just explaining where Agnes was coming from. Because I was just so confused, like, what she was doing here. But that does make sense. And listen, I was all for Jenny quitting school and abandoning her friends and family for the sake of her dream job. (laughs) But, like, now she's fucking with Eleanor Waldorf. Eleanor is her ticket to actually make this work. And what does she think following Agnes is going to get her? Like, come on, Jenny. Be smart. I've been on your side so far. I I don't want her to let me down here. But, sadly, uh, it's going to keep going this way this episode
0: yeah and later on she even points out the reasons why she can't burn the bridge because she's got no why well, she shouldn't have burnt the bridges because she really has no funding she's got <laughs> yeah, nothing exactly. she's a, a child like oh yeah so you laid out all the reasons why you fucked up yeah <laughs> okay
2: she's just really susceptible to peer pressure and agnes like knows what to say to her she she goes she shows jenny all the pictures from last night on what appears to be like her myspace page i guess this is a nice little blast from the oh, okay also uh Kayla, you, back in our, our heyday of Best Friendship in Eighth Grade, you famously made my MySpace page for me. Oh, yeah. So wow. did, did this bring back memories for you?
3: <laughs> you know, I, I will lie. I made a lot of MySpaces for people
2: back in the day. <laughs> wow. So because uh, most
3: parents were like, you're not allowed. I was like, screw that.
2: You were the cool uh, mom. Oh, Wait, cool. So were okay. you just an ambassador for MySpace, just eight, making apparently. sure everyone got on the site? You were it's like, "This is going to be dumb. how this is going to be how we communicate with each other for years to come." Let's get, get everyone on the I don't. We don't need to bring up those traumatic experiences.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're each other uh, in the respective top eights, or did you not make the cut? For I my, Now I do remember.
3: I made myself number one. On your yeah. top eight, but I don't yeah. know if you
2: made wow. it to mine. <laughs> I better not. I, even
0: anywhere in the top eight, you were I better, number cause one there on thing
2: where Not only would it like genuinely hurt if someone was in my top eight, but I wasn't in theirs, but then it was just an extra stab when they would put Rich Reese in their top eight and not me, because I was, I, was, I was always playing sidekick to him back in eighth grade. And just to have the confirmation that someone liked him more than me, it, it was tough. It was the he was yeah, the, just a better version of you. Once again, he was the Serena to my Blair back in eighth grade. <laughs> well, Matt, if it makes you
3: feel better, I think I hung out with you more than I did with Rich in eighth grade. He was my boyfriend in
2: eighth grade. <laughs> I, listen, we cannot understate this friendship. I was—you lived like down the block from the middle school. I was at your house like every other day. Like, we were, <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, those were the days. I think I
0: liked Rich better than you too back then, too.
2: Brendan, now, now's not the time. And currently, now's <laughs> not the time. <laughs> Blair, 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 and Serena are at the art gallery. I, I thought they were in the cafe. I don't know where they are, but whatever. I, they're, to me, one and the same. I, um, love Guru, uh, Dan needs to help Blair out again. Uh, Blair, I don't think Blair does need his help though, because she already had Chuck like where she wanted him, and she just ruined it by not putting her phone on silent. So if she just does that again. I think it'll work out.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yes, maybe we can even blame Dan for for <laughs> what happens later on, because she should have sealed yeah, the deal uh, this exactly, time.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and Serena needs to go see Hipster Aaron again, and y- you know, we, bl- I, what I don't even know what ha- I tuned out in this scene. I I, I I just can't take anything with Hipster Aaron seriously. Um. <laughs> And Bla- Blair and Dan, Dan te- talks, tells Blair to, you know, let it go, but Blair can't. Dan figures out that Blair actually does love Chuck, and uh, I-, I can't believe these two are having this conversation, you know? Serena really forced them to be friends with each other, and they both just kind of listened, and now while Serena... Yeah, it's amazing is just, she's opening up to him like this. Yeah, and now it's just like, while Serena's just flirting with the boring hipster all episode, like, this is as close as we're gonna get to, like, a Dan and Blair heart-to-heart. It kind of reminds me of that scene, like, all the way back in episode four in the stairwell where they open up to each other when... Uh, Blair's having her troubles with Eleanor, and Dan's having his own mommy issues.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny how these these characters go that hate each other. They like, they'll have these moments of openness with each other, and then like Vanessa will fuck it all up for them
2: <laughs> as she as she does. That's what makes this so special. This show that everyone. Uh, Even the ones that hate each other, they still do kind of have soft spots for each other and will have those conversations, unless, of course, Vanessa is fucking it up for everyone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Blair's still hung up on Chuck winning, but I think she knows that Chuck's going to say it back, because Chuck was just ready to say it last week, and Dan's got some wise words for Blair. You have to decide what's most important to you, keeping your pride and getting nothing, or taking a risk and maybe, maybe having everything. So, uh what's more important for you guys? because I feel like uh, I need a Dan in my life to give me this pep talk because my mantra is usually never risk anything because it will go horribly and you will suffer
0: yeah, I think I think that's that's a safe route to go. I think you have to like walk the line of both of these things a little bit
2: so you're uh you think we should ride the middle a little bit,
0: yeah, I'm kind of doing like a safety squeeze here oh, okay. for the baseball fans out there. you know
2: that might be outlawed it was the results in the new CBA no more buns.
0: Oh, that, that would be insane
2: I, I, that's especially just, I feel coming like from that was something they were talking about I was like how do you outlaw bunts I guess I guess ha, that they're not how do you, <laughs> and this is, this is right. also a baseball podcast so
0: <laughs> right it's just funny like the difference between like us over here and then like the Japanese league who literally does like instead of a homer derby they do a bunt derby I love like should, they love bunt so much and we yeah
2: we should make uh, we should make Japan actually the the popular uh, baseball league I that. would have
0: started watching Japanese baseball if we didn't get it this year
2: uh, let's get back on track Kayla are you a big risk taker <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh no nah, not really <laughs> all right so me yeah, Kaylin, I, okay
3: in the same camp on this one not
2: i think you day. have
0: to calculate and choose your moments wisely and the risks need to be i think they also need to be logical logical risks all You right. can't just like blindly be making big swings all like right, that Brandon, so just, I, I think just
2: succeeding at life He's <laughs> got all the answers <laughs> yeah you, you and dan
0: i've got like you know how, thanks how to dan i was confused it, until though. he said that
2: yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, Jenny shows up. Uh, Jenny's at work. She shows Eleanor the dress. And I just love that Eleanor takes the dress and just responds, you look like hell. You should go home. <laughs> and then if that's not enough, she just screams that the dress is a mess. Like like we said, Eleanor is not fucking around with Jenny today. Jenny should know this. Um, although it was shitty that she wasn't going to let Jenny go to her precious meeting again, Eleanor also knows that jenny is lying to her because laurel snitched on her obviously we haven't seen laurel this episode but she is just going around and and tattling on jenny to eleanor and yeah now eleanor knows all about agnes and jenny's night out at the trashy bar eleanor tells her that if she wants to be treated like a grown-up then she needs to be responsible and then she follows it up with i should have known better than to give so much responsibility to a child Oof. and it's like yeah we've been telling you that eleanor stop treating <laughs> her like she's an adult and you just
0: listen to this podcast exactly
2: why isn't eleanor listening to the lonely boys
0: I don't know. Even if Jenny is, but like, she, a
2: fashion prodigy that, like, we're led to believe she is, gotta have to blame Eleanor a little here as well.
0: True. But also, I think Jenny is a little bit at fault, too. Like, knowing she... Like, it was tough for her to give her such a difficult assignment overnight that was, like, definitely fucked up. But this is, like, the industry you work in. Sometimes you're gonna have to do that if you want to be at the top. And to go out and waste time like that and to kind of give, like, a half-assed effort, I think, is uh, on Jenny here.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. I said as well, Brandon. I, I didn't say we're giving 100% yeah. of the blame to Eleanor. I said this is a yeah, nuanced yeah. discussion here
0: Oh, well, you want to come at me? I'll, I'll come back at you.
2: <laughs> uh, Je- Je- Jenny's—I've p- I- never seen Jenny more mad than when she was called, a- accurately called a child, because she gets called a child and snaps the fuck back at Eleanor. She tells her that <laughs> this child's the only one making things that buyers are interested in. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like—I was like, she's a right. gasp at this point, I was- Jenny was doing so well. She she had the inside track. And she just let it all go to her head. I mean, again, she's only fifteen. She's being swayed by Agnes a little, but this is not what she should be doing here. And just to, like, run down this conversation, Eleanor says she's lucky she doesn't just fired her. I'm shocked she doesn't, because Jenny has gotten fired before for much less. But uh, I know Jenny is a prodigy, but Eleanor does not put up with this shit. There's, like, other prodigies out there that she could probably find, but... Jenny's going to double The fact
0: that Eleanor doesn't fire her in that very moment must mean that there's got there's got to be some truth to what she's saying though.
2: That yeah, that's true cuz Jenny doubles down and by saying Eleanor's actually lucky that she doesn't doesn't just quit and Eleanor dismisses her for the day and honestly good for Eleanor for not just firing her but Je- Jenny's not done. She wants her dress back. I have no idea where Jenny got so much confidence, but I I need some of this. Yeah. Uh, literally just said i don't take any risks here's jenny taking all these risks that she should not be taking and eleanor tells her if she touches the dress she'll never step foot in here again we have finally found eleanor's line and at this point jenny should hear this take a step back but she is too fired up to do that and i, I again i have to appreciate jenny's absolute disregard for authority no matter who it is but yeah she takes the dress gives eleanor a fuck you look and walks out with it
0: i mean like you said incredible confidence terrible decision but at the end of the day like if you, if you really take take a, bit, a step back and look at this like coming from someone who's 27 and has accomplished nothing this 15 year old has like what a resume has got such a leg up on everyone going into this industry so even though she quits she's still got so much to show for before she even gets into college
3: yeah, yeah but- and I'll, I'll give jenny some credit here at least like she knows that she burned the, or maybe she doesn't know that she burned the bridge but she at least has the smart to take the dress with her because i don't think eleanor would have really been talking up jenny in that
2: meeting that and i mean at this point you're not <laughs> yeah take yeah. your work yeah. and leave like don't give anyone <laughs> yeah, this the credit that's true i mean if i mean yeah jenny is not only burning this bridge she's torching it and if you're torching a bridge you you might as well you know take all your stuff on the way out go as all well. the way yeah um, yeah but you're saying brendan like jenny like good for her that she is coming this far with 15 but that's why she should be like staying on this track you can't just like yeah come this far of course burn all your bridges and then expect to like keep making it because what like like we've been saying and like she says she doesn't have anything besides this she's now an unemployed homeschooled 15 year old with no money and no contacts right
0: but it doesn't take away the fact that she has worked for ellen like she might not give her a letter of recommendation but it, it doesn't destroy the fact that she has in fact worked well, there Yeah,
2: she'll put that on her resume and then the employer will be like and then what what happened there why'd you stop working for her
0: <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs>
1: But um, she's a kid.
2: But you know, at least the art exhibit is a success. Couldn't help but notice there is no Lily at all this episode. She's got another episode off. Uh, Kayla, were you upset that we didn't get any Lily this episode? Oh,
3: I love Lily so. Any episode without Lily, and, like yes. she's just so uh, sassy to yes. everybody. I just she can de- de- for she can
2: it. she can destroy another character without even trying, just by like yeah. nonchalantly saying something
3: with yeah, her. She she is maybe top three for me. Um, groomed bun every time.
2: She just looks every so nice. time brendan you're saying top three character
0: top three and, and especially now that you mentioned that top that groomed bun yeah <laughs> that might be why i love her so much i can't
2: wait till we get to the season two recap podcast where we update the character oh, rankings this is exciting i can't um, wait
0: i can't wait to see like maybe someone else maybe rufus will groom her buns uh, this, this season at some point <laughs>
2: so so uh dan notices that blair has come with serena again rufus is like that's the second time that girl has been here today really disrespecting blair by calling her that girl like he knows who blair is he knows very well (laughs) and and he thinks the only explanation is that dan and blair like are seeing each other now uh dan's never been more terrified or disgusted at an idea and why is everyone so mad at blair for showing up to a public art opening it's not like this was some intimate affair that she's crashing like rufus I, i get that dan's confused rufus is like what is she doing here vanessa is just downright pissed but like it's an art opening don't you want more people there
0: yeah, I guess so. But I think he just knows how shitty he's that she's been to his daughter. But he also <laughs> kind of suggests that Serena's trying to set up a threesome with the two of them.
2: Where did you get that?
0: <laughs> that was that was just me.
2: I didn't get because Dan you. says
0: something. He says something of the effect of like, oh, I think she wants us to be friends, but like not that bad. Uh, yeah, I thought like, was like oh. it was just
2: like Dan and like she wants Dan and Blair to like date each other, not like Serena also getting involved. Oh. Hmm. I mean, maybe. I, I could I, be wrong. Rufus is a freak. I don't know. Kayla, were you getting threesome vibes in this in this mm, scene? Can't say I was. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, sound off in the comments <laughs> if you agree with me. And Rufus <laughs> wants his son to have a threesome with Serena and Blair. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> That's where this is going. Um, <laughs> uh, this was the scene that I talked about in the beginning of the episode the, when we open up with dan and vanessa and the way this scene opens made me laugh so hard for no reason dan and vanessa are in the foreground and vanessa is starting to whine and like be annoying but there's a quick shot of nate just aimlessly wandering in the background and i don't know why it made me laugh but i just felt like dummy nate like had no idea where he was in that moment like he's not talking he thought he was in the art studio like <laughs> he, oh this he's impressive. just walking by with a confused look on his face <laughs> and i just had to laugh
0: <laughs>
2: vanessa complains that blair is there and like what does she want Dan to do? Who cares? She's not to, nothing. She's still paying your rent, Vanessa. Like, cut, cut Flair some slack.
0: And yeah, that's true. We can't, we can't forget that.
2: Yeah, Vanessa's like, I can't believe you would do this after they just used me for one of their games. But Dan had no idea about this because Vanessa didn't tell him. How was she supposed to know about it? She this? said
0: this too, and I'm like, what was even so bad that they did to you? Like, they made you look silly in front of Horace, but like Horace didn't blame you. Like, I don't know and really what what the problem was. Vanessa's just
2: whining, just to whine because she's Vanessa. I can't take Vanessa seriously here. Go hang out with your BFF, ruses. <laughs> And Rufus and leave everyone else alone. Uh, Vanessa yeah. proclaims herself to be uh, Chuck Team Chuck over Blair because at least Chuck felt a little bad. At about least that it,
0: much, but not yeah.
2: her. Like okay, I roll. I I, I don't care. <laughs> um, Kayla, do you like Vanessa at all? Don't be swayed by me just shitting on her for for the last fifteen minutes.
3: I, I wanted to like her, but like from the first time we met her when she just crawls into Dan's window, I'm like <laughs> what the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. So then she, what kind is kind of, she doing? And then she, she never left. Of, she's just been eating
2: breakfast ever since. Yeah,
3: <laughs> she just kinda of inserts herself. So I think she um freaks me out a little bit, but I do I don't I don't dislike her, but she's not one of my favorites
0: yeah she's here's something better to do she would be great like this season especially she's been looking great like her hair is great her eyes look so pretty and then she could say something like nice it would make me like her
2: (laughs) she's a huge inserter and again on paper she should be a good character but she's just so whiny and annoying and ruins everything
0: yeah she really does and and like you're saying it was up to this point where dan had the mvp locked
2: yeah but this conversation makes Dan regret trying to be friends with Blair, even though I feel like, oh, Dan-Blair friendship is much more compelling than the Vanessa-Dan friendship. Um, Without a doubt. Brandon, do you think a Blair-Dan friendship could ever stick, or would they just annoy each other too much to ever make it actually work? I
0: don't know. And I think it's, it's funny how um, Blair and Chuck, like, their game is the whole plotline with the two of them. And I think yes. maybe... There's something similar with Dan and Blair, and that's why they're so compelling, Is because their friendship is what they're trying to get to, and that's the game. The game is, like, them not getting there. So the, the teasing of the friendship is almost as compelling as the teasing of the relationship between Tuck, Chuck and, uh, and Blair. What a power! So up. maybe them being actual friends wouldn't be the best thing, but them almost getting there a couple times is, is pretty funny.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just want more scenes with them, so if they have... Yeah, right. A friendship would be great. I don't know if it, if it can happen, but, you know, stay tuned. We'll see um hipster aaron is back to ask serena what she thinks and to speak in a monotonous tone again and uh serena you know asks who he's going to share his success with he says his dad his nana and his dog mookie shout out to bobby cunningham for getting his dog I the show. <laughs> so on. i know very, same very thing. exciting that mookie makes makes an appearance here um <laughs> aaron's going to shoot a shot ask serena to dinner serena's not really dating anyone right now though and Aaron takes the rejection pretty well at first, but has to throw in the brag first. He's like, ah, yes, the vague and unsatisfying, I'm not dating anyone right now response. I know it well. Usually I'm giving it, not getting it. Um, yeah. Okay, Playboy, Huge well, brick. this time you're getting it, so, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's not done being cocky, though, because he tells Serena he's giving her a second chance. If she can tell him the fate of Cecil the Caterpillar, I will go out with you. Uh, Brendan, what on earth did you think was going on here? <laughs>
0: I don't know. At this point, I'm like, what a fucking douchebag. This guy sucks.
2: Kay, 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 he's he's, adding, uh, uh, Kaylee you, you love your mystery men was this working for you at all I, I, I'm like
3: don't you dare give me a riddle like I don't have yeah. time for this and yeah. even yeah. Serena's like okay yeah.
2: I mean what a move yeah. he gets rejected and then completely spins it where he's like okay alright I hear you but if you answer my riddles three I'll graciously go out with you like he already got yeah. rejected but, but
0: <laughs> of course... and like don't you know you're talking to female Nate like she's not gonna get this shit
2: yeah. and, and Serena is, she l- does, is but... like okay whatever but then of course she does look s- intrigued as soon as he leaves um chuck wants to meet blair on the roof here Bla- blair tells serena that way if he doesn't say it back she can just jump and that was probably my joke of the episode was that yours that from? was it yeah that, i like yeah. that one yeah <laughs> anytime you're, you're gonna insinuate jumping off a roof yeah that got me too <laughs> always love it uh love that serena also jumps in on like the shitting on brooklyn now now that she's not dating uh, dan i guess she can shit on brooklyn because she tells blair <laughs> not to do it because she doesn't want her obituary to say she died in brooklyn i i am surprised that blair was willing to make the trip out here so many times just to like get advice from dan
0: yeah it's true and it's so it's so fun i, mean, I wonder if any at any point in the series, the se- at any point in this series we will get like some less brooklyn slander because i'm mean, we weren't really coherent in 2008 but did brooklyn not start getting nice until like the mid like aughts
2: um yeah i'm not sure or when, uh, when 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 people stop shitting on brooklyn because like do, now it,
0: people can't stop talking about how great brooklyn is yeah. I, I
3: mean even at the time though like dan lives in like a beautiful loft like oh yeah exactly he's not yeah. in slums
2: hey compared to blair waldorf he is, he is. <laughs> he's a pauper um but before Blair has the chance to, you know, reconcile with Chuck and make this great romance happen, Dan sees her. He stops her. He warns her to be careful and says, you know, all of his advice was bad. He's like, remember everything I just told you? Yeah, actually do the opposite. He keeps telling her to make sure he's done playing the games. He, he's really just getting in her head here. Um, at this point, I was like, what's the point of this? But I guess it was, as he reveals, just to sabotage her. Like He said just enough. I mean, yeah. I guess good for him knowing knowing what to say to get in blair's head but i
0: was impressed it was it was pretty devious of him also unlike him
2: also so dumb like dan uh, once again we have a a situation where dan thinks he's better than the upper east siders but then again he's stooping to their level here
0: he did exactly what uh it was a blair Blair blair-esque move here
2: it was what does he care if they get together or not even if they are playing a game why just because vanessa was whining to you all right dan whatever
0: right like when when blair does this at least it's like to her own benefit, but this was just, like, to get back at her for something that they, that she did to her his stupid Vanessa, best friend. Something like, that it he was,
2: doesn't even yeah. have all the details to. Like, he still doesn't even know what happened. And no, yeah, it's like, oh, It you also wasn't her. even that bad. So, you know, Dan, nice going. I hope you realize you ruined your MVP. Yeah. I, Tough luck. Idiot Humphrey. Um uh jenny's also here and so is agnes and creepy max of, of course agnes is uh pumped to hear about jenny's stunt with eleanor but jenny says she's now an unemployed homeschooled 15 year old and uh if only jenny had that clarity earlier because what did she think was going to happen like this was the whole reason she quit school and now she blew it
0: i, I don't know I, I don't know what she thought and i don't know what she's going to do next um but she absolutely blew it and she's uh, gonna come to terms with it
2: but don't worry because Max and Agnes were just talking about it, and Jenny should do her own clothing line. Um,
0: oh, so smart for someone fifteen!
2: <laughs> I, I need to ask: What is Agnes's relationship to Max? How do they know each other? They were like making out with each other later in the episode. Are they dating? What is? What are they?
0: I uh, model and cameraman. I guess it's just the kind of the nature of the relationship.
2: <laughs> I guess so. Is he like her per- personal uh, camera person that just follows her around everywhere?
0: Maybe maybe he is i don't know
2: well well maybe we'll never know but at least jenny is thinking realistically now says she has no money no contacts, and no one who knows she, who she is so this probably won't work but uh that doesn't and for stop. a
0: second here too i thought when nate comes in i'd like maybe oh he could fund this project like oh, oh wait Nate's gonna fund Guy, the guy's project broke. wow guys broke
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah with with what money he's living at the yeah. humphrey loft <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't stop agnes though like uh she's very invested in jenny at this point uh, and she she wants to keep it going. This would be such an unbelievable underdog story if the three-person team of Jenny, Agnes, and Max were able to make something out of none, nothing here.
0: It really would be. I mean, they, they have the ambition for it. I don't know if they have the means to do it, but it'd be great if they could do what they say they want to.
2: I mean, Jenny has this ambition, but it's, like, kind of fleeting because she had the ambition to be queen bee at school, and she got there. But then as soon as one thing went wrong, she quit school. She had the ambition to be a, a big shot, like, fashion designer, and, again, she got there. But then as soon as she got there, right. she sabotaged herself again. So I feel like she'd be able to do this if she wanted to, but then she just ruined it for herself again. Like, she's able to get what she wants, but then as soon as she gets it, she gets, like, bored and ruins it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
3: Jenny, Jenny's kind of, like, acting like all of the people in her life, like – if Serena wasn't wanted to start her own clothing line, she could do it because she has the capital. But, like, yes. the Humphreys don't do that. Like, Jenny's going to need a partnership or it has a to backer. work under somebody. Yeah. Like, she's it, Like, who's going to invest in a 15-year-old even if they're that skilled?
2: Exactly. And all she has is, like, Agnes as the devil on her shoulder, like, telling her this. We don't have Nate talking to her yet. We don't have anyone as the angel, like... Uh, telling her, like, all the things she should be thinking about. And, again, what an episode for Rufus to take off from parenting because I feel like Jenny could have used <laughs> guidance from somewhere. Like, I've been hard on Rufus, but if Rufus could have stepped in here and be like, uh, Jenny, maybe think about what you're doing, like, it would have been a good look for him. But um, not going to happen here. Nate does see Jenny before she leaves, and Nate's bummed that she's leaving because he, he actually wanted to hang out with her tonight. And I don't know if he actually did. I feel like he may have just been, like, trying to save Jenny from a bad situation here. Like, he saw what was happening and was like, how can I save Jenny from this? Oh, I'll tell her I want to hang out with her, and that'll get her to do. But um, it doesn't work. Jenny says they'll have plenty of time to hang another night because she quit Eleanor's. And we're, we're at the point where noted dumb person Nate is the only one making any sense. Like, he's confused, not for the usual reasons, but because that job was everything to Jenny. And Jenny tells him about her brand new clothing line and is pissed because Nate does not tell her congratulations or even give her the monosyllabic wow. And... Nate has had the nerve to ask her what her dad thought about this and if she actually thinks she can start a business. So not even Nate can keep Jenny here as she leaves with her new friends.
0: Yeah, and this is is a funny scene because, again, like, where has he been? He's just been walking around confused in the coffee shop. And then eventually he finds her (laughs) here um, to just literally say all the lines that Daddy Hump should be saying. Yeah. Like, word for word, this is what he should be saying.
2: Um, At least Nate does recognize that uh, Creepy Max is like, 25 hanging out with teenagers, though, so uh, yeah. poor Nate was just trying to help here. It didn't work. Now, hey, listen, I know you're all thinking, both of you and the listeners, you're all thinking, But, but wait a second, you hypocrite. You love when Jenny rebels against Rufus, but now you don't like it all of a sudden? Settle down. Settle down. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll remember, I always said that Rufus probably isn't wrong. It's just the way that Rufus goes about it. He's always yelling at Jenny and not listening to her and treating her with disrespect and, like, not letting her talk. On the other hand, Nate actually being very understanding with Jenny and comes from a place of genuine concern and just wants to talk to her and be that angel on her shoulder and make sure she's making a good decision. He's not yelling or acting self-righteous or anything. So that's why I come down on uh, Team Nate here, whereas usually in the past I will be Team Jenny with her rebellious attitude. Right. Th- th- and it does is that coming from sense, a place class? of friendship.
0: Yeah. It, may, it, makes, it makes sense. <laughs> Thank all, you, the li- all
2: the listeners are nodding along right now. Yes, I understand. Yes. I get, I get this.
0: Yes. Please nod in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Nate, Nate is, 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 he is a friend. I think it helps to talk to someone that is more your age, too. And so you're not, you don't feel like you're being talked down to when someone gives you this kind of advice.
2: Exactly. Um, on the roof, another Blair and Chuck scene here. Chuck is waiting for it, but Blair. Uh, wants to say it at the same time now, but that wasn't the deal. You know, again, they're both being idiots with this deal. Blair still can't say it, and now this is even worse because she made Chuck come all the way to Brooklyn for this, um, which, not for nothing, like, Chuck did come all the way to Brooklyn. Like, obviously, he wants this, and like, it would be it would be uh, quite the elaborate gag if chuck came all the way to brooklyn just to like what, what did she think was gonna happen she was gonna say i love you and he was gonna say haha and like push her off the roof like i mean <laughs> i guess it's not impossible if chuck really that's what i was expecting if chuck really wanted to get back at her i guess he could have done that but i mean he's it's, got all the time in the world to me it's so obvious that these two are into each other but they just can't you know do it blair doesn't want to go first they're being fools um but yeah to me they both clearly love each other but uh yeah
0: I think they even kind of make that clear in this conversation a little bit.
2: Yeah, um, Blair Blair is right that Chuck did start all of this mess with uh, you know him abandoning her at the helipad, but according to him, that's ancient history. And you know Leighton Meester giving another great performance as Blair starts to cry during this, and you know Dan really got to her head, and that was Dan's plan, and it sucks, but uh, I, I did enjoy watching this scene as Leighton Meester always just you know sells the shit out of whatever she's acting any emotion she needs to play she's brilliant oh, at yeah. it. and i will always uh stand up and applaud at the end of any Leighton miser scene
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great great to hear work
2: yeah so they get absolutely nowhere in this conversation they probably go backwards in their relationship actually so not not good stuff there a mission accomplished for dan uh nate is now going to introduce himself to aaron and we've we've got a meeting of the uh swoopy haired dumbass minds uh uh-huh.
3: so-
2: sorry sorry that's probably rude to, to both of them, but everyone's just like <laughs> everyone's just getting me really riled up this episode. Like I just hate everyone, so now I'm just taking it out on poor. Yeah, a lot
0: of bad, we have a lot of episodes where all the characters are doing great, and this is one of the episodes where it was hard to find yeah, exactly. an MVP. No
2: one has a great episode here. Uh, Nate, Nate asks hipster Aaron about Max because clearly he's still concerned. So I guess. Aaron is still in RISD, so he's college age, I guess, even though he went to the same summer camp as Serena, as we'll find out. And Max went there, but I guess he's graduated, so he's just a college graduate. Again, hang out with 15-year-olds, very normal there. And Aaron lets him know that, oh, Max, what's his deal? <laughs> Max is a great guy, unless he's dating your little sister. And then just kind of stares at Nate and is like, yeah. Like, what the hell is that supposed to mean, Aaron? So, something tells me he's not a great guy if you don't want him dating your sister. Like, like oh, yeah, man, this guy's awesome, unless you have some weird hang-up about how he treats young women. Like, that's, that's the only—that's the one bad thing about him.
0: And if you don't, then, yeah, <laughs> great. But I, I thought maybe there was a situation where this guy was dating his little sister. Hey, is that what he meant by that? Uh, I forget their names. The swoopy-haired guy. Like, was Max dating swoopy-haired guy's little sister at some point? Oh, I don't know.
2: I, I think he's just saying, like— uh, he's not the best with how he uh, how he goes over after and maybe takes advantage of. Oh, the Oh, okay. Young girls I thought he was
0: right. pulling from like a very specific experience he had with him in college. I mean, who knows?
2: Maybe next episode will maybe we'll meet uh, Aaron Rose's little sister, who is just as electric as him as I bet. <laughs> maybe Nate has no follow up questions though, as Aaron leaves to say hi to someone else. Um, again, Aaron, I don't know what's wrong with him. Even when he's warning him about Max, he's still just speaking in this monotone and just like staring at him with his dead eyes. So. Mm. <laughs> Truly can't get enough of hating Aaron Rose. (laughs) Um, Poor Blair. (laughs) Poor Blair is crying. She leaves, uh, but Serena tells her to stay. Serena asks Dan what happened, and Dan does say that Blair and Chuck were going to self-destruct anyway, so he just helped it along. Why? Because Vanessa was whining? Like, okay, whatever. Even if we accept that premise. But, like, secondly, why is he telling Serena this? Everyone is so stupid this episode. Like, if he did sabotage them, why would he go to Serena and be like, yeah, you know, I just set the wheels in motion for that uh, to get fucked up. That was all me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm mad at Vanessa for, for like, kind of planting this in Dan, but I'm mad at Dan for following through with, like, this evil plot of his. He shouldn't have just, you know, turned that easily.
2: It's the same with Vanessa. Like, when they try to be manipulative and scheme and, like, be one of them, it just doesn't work. They have to stay in their lane.
0: Yeah, because he immediately goes back on it afterwards, too.
2: Yeah, and Serena's pissed and asks Dan if he intentionally sabotaged Blair, and Dan responds, yes, but that wasn't my intention, which leads me to believe that Dan <laughs> doesn't know what intentional means. Like, that... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I intentionally sabotaged it, but that's not what my intention was, like, obviously. Like, you have to understand.
0: <laughs> Serena. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's saying, like, my intention wasn't to upset you, but I should have known it would bother you.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Um, Serena's pissed. Like Dan tries to tell her that they fucked with Vanessa, and Serena pretty much says, "Who the fuck cares about Vanessa?" Chuck and Blair are in love, and you know that's pretty much our entire view of the show summarized in one Serena quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's true. If there's a subheading of if there's
2: a subheading of Gossip Girl would be "Who the fuck cares about Vanessa?" Chuck and Blair are in love, and that's just all you need to know about. This wow. Show. <laughs> That's very true. Serena's incredibly naive again when she's like, Dan, I don't understand. I thought you wanted to help Blair. And Dan's like, "Um, obviously I don't give a shit about Blair and was just doing a favor for you. <laughs> yeah. like, did Serena really this think? is some tough truth here. <laughs> yeah, Dan wanted to be besties with Blair all of a sudden. Definitely a miscalculation yeah. from Serena.
0: Right, I, I guess, yeah, she <laughs> was too forgiving and thought maybe, like, oh, Dan is just a, such a nice guy, he's even willing to help out somebody he hates. Yeah, but, like, yeah. you should have known, like, Dan just really wants to get back in your pants, come on.
2: Exactly, <laughs> and Serena's the only one who really gets Blair. She knows that this isn't actually a game to Blair, she's just scared. Yeah, so gullible. Yeah, and she leaves Dan feeling like a big bucket of shit.
3: I think that <laughs> Another I... Another tagline of ours. Like, I always picture Serena and Nate because I think they're both, like, equally, like, hey. Her yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, like these, <laughs>
2: these vapid but charming, like <laughs> like dum dums. Yeah. Like, are, like she has naive. such faith in these people that like whenever exactly. anybody's mean,
3: she's like, how
2: could you do this to me? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I thought you wanted to be friends with Blair. Like, oh, I thought they were trying to help. I could never could have planned for this. I don't know what's uh-huh. happening. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like you I really can't now. believe it yeah exactly like serena wake up no one has anyone's best interest at heart in this show stop trying to think that that's what's right happening.
0: and both say the stupidest shit out of the hottest mouths <laughs>
2: And their mouths are hot, I must say. So hot. Um, Speaking of possible bad intentions, Jenny's at this random dude's apartment, and uh, Agnes is now making out with this creep. Jenny's obviously uncomfortable, and Agnes starts dancing and wants Jenny to join. Uh, Big cliffhanger here, as we don't know whether she's going to join or not, and we just cut to Chuck (laughs) sprinting down some stairs. And Dan confronts him, tells him, uh he pretty much takes the fall for what happened with blair and chuck looks madder than i've ever seen him as like some rock music starts playing in the background i i thought chuck was gonna i thought, he was gonna fuck dan I, up. I thought chuck was gonna sprint right back up the stairs and like
0: yeah
1: <laughs> deck him like to the it.
2: ground but,
0: but i think he knows not to fuck with dan after being punched in the face by him twice
2: yeah that that right hook got him a couple times in this, yeah. in this series so far um Back to Jenny and Agnes. They, they are dancing, so uh, Jenny did end up succumbing to peer pressure yet again. They're dancing, having a great time. This creep, though, just keeps taking pictures. I don't, how do cameras work? I don't know. I feel like I'm so removed from the camera era of, of life. How much film or whatever <laughs> is in this camera? Doesn't it, like, run out at a certain point? You think so. I don't know how it happens, but I'm too busy using my phone to take pictures. Actually, I'm pretty anti-picture in general, so yeah, I don't that's another reason that why all. I would hate this creep. <laughs> <laughs> um agnes you know disrobes now she wants jenny to take some clothes off it well at this point i mean call me brendan but at this point i thought agnes was trying to facilitate a, free, a threesome here
0: <laughs> i thought she was too I, I also thought that
2: i mean obviously brendan okay. thought it because brendan thought every single scene has been a, a setup for a potential threesome um but yeah. that
0: there's three characters on screen it's, it's bound to happen this one
2: yeah i mean they have all the utensils <laughs> nice thank you thank you thank you what a great reference i hope everyone caught that um yeah jenny understandably doesn't want to and like agnes's logic here is don't worry about max he doesn't care he's a photographer like what <laughs> uh-huh. i don't care if max cares i care about me like i'm not i yeah. don't care about child porn <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i don't think jenny's <laughs> like oh i don't want to disrobe because max will be uncomfortable like that's not what's happening here um, <laughs> and then she tried like Agnes, again, is another character that knows what to say. She makes it about Jenny being scared of Eleanor, and, like, that's the magic word. Jenny's like, no, I'm not scared of Eleanor, and I'll prove it by getting naked while some creep is taking my picture. Mm, That'll show her. Like, look at me now, Eleanor!
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and funny enough, um, my internet cut out just as she was about to disrobe herself and i think i think the- <laughs> my internet provider knew i shouldn't be watching this
2: you were like you were just staring at the computer like no like, no, no come no, on no, no. <laughs> no. already had your already had your uh, pants unzippered like <laughs> oh, all right okay <laughs> all right that's where we draw the line you know what you'll edit that out in post that's where, that's where we draw the line
0: <laughs> i'll only tack on for so much for so long
2: yeah, you know what? We need to stop the slander. Brendan is not, you know, he is not a, a shifty character. His girlfriend is of age. Every once in a while,
0: not. well, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll have to build back up my reputation here.
2: Luckily. Uh, just to break it back down. Luckily for Jenny here, someone knocks at the door. Agnes Agnes answers it without a care in the world. There's, like, two underage girls, like, half naked, and she just answers the door. Like, who knows who that could have been? But uh, surprise, surprise, <laughs> it's I, I was
0: expecting Daddy Hump.
2: Daddy Hump doesn't care. He's got an art opening.
0: I know. I, I He keeps proving me wrong. I, I, all episode long, I should have known. There's
2: two things that will make uncharacteristic uncharacteristically not give a shit about his kids, and that is Allison Humphrey, which he will just not care anymore and just uh, want to hang out with her, or uh, his art, apparently. As soon as he gets some success, yep. everything else is out the window. But So it's Nate here. I don't know how uh, Nate knew this is where they were, but uh, thank God he did. I don't know if Find My Friends was a thing yet and if they are have each other on there, but... You know, who knows what was going to happen next? So thank God he showed up. Gossip Girl refers to Nate as uh, her knight in Shining Armani. Not bad. Not bad from Gossip Girl. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I got to employ Kristen Bell there. Um, Nate tells. Because she Jen- does write those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kristen Bell writes all her own one-liners. Uh, Nate tells Jenny to get her herself and go. Max tries to tell Nate, relax, man. Stay a well. while. Take a picture. <laughs> and I'm surprised Nate just didn't punch him <laughs> yeah, in the face. Yeah, I think <laughs> Dan would have punched him in the face at that point. Nate does not, though. I think so. Um, no. Jenny tells Nate... Uh, She's not leaving with him, and he calls her bluff. sits down, says he'll wait, and
0: even a a very dad like move. Yeah, (laughs) okay, I'll wait then.
2: And even I have thought, even though I thought that Jenny has been very stupid in this episode, again, she's still the same iconic character. She's just young and stupid and making mistakes and having a bad episode. That doesn't mean we still can't stand her. All the people that are going to get on me in the comments, we just have to. No, I liked her this episode. We just have to let her make those stupid fifteen year old mistakes every so often. Like I am literally begging the listeners right now to not turn on Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) I am pleading. Please, please. Give her some time. Give her some time. Let her make some mistakes. Uh, Serena is storming off here. Dan chases her down. Serena also somehow... Like, Serena and Nate, the two <laughs> the dummies that we were just talking about, they're the ones making sense. And Serena's making sense in this argument for once. She's right that they shouldn't have fucked with Vanessa, like Chuck and Blair, but also that Dan should have just been honest with her instead of randomly fucking with Blair, like, when he doesn't have the whole story. So, uh, Dan mentions you know the last time something happened with this with amanda it's weird that dan like brings her up but is not wondering at all what happened to her like is it just uh common knowledge that she randomly was just there for a week and then went to a boarding school in vermont
0: oh yeah. wow I, I didn't even like realize the mention of her i, I guess it must be by now yeah he mentioned I, I, her, but, are, we gonna get, are we gonna get more of her
2: but doesn't say like by the way what i, I don't think we ever get amanda again i think this was a, <laughs> a one she was at it's school weird for to mention one her. week before chuck shuff. yeah exactly it is weird to bring her up when it seems like everyone just forgot about her but yeah. uh Dan really wants to be friends so does Serena they agree it won't work unless they're honest with each other and that's when Serena reveals that Aaron asked her out she said no but she wants to say yes Uh, Dan says he likes Aaron and that he's a good guy how the hell would Dan know this like what based on his art I don't understand how Dan knows this
0: I guess he read all of those big paragraphs (laughs) like oh he must be pretty cool this
2: is art Uh, just a big paragraph on the wall
0: (laughs) and then with one weird like shining globe in the middle
2: (laughs) and this isn't an art podcast we don't know what we're talking about but uh, I have have to say it sucked Aaron Rose sucks at everything he does So, Dan graciously gives uh, Serena his blessing, and Serena says that even though they just met, it feels like she's known him for dot, 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 and that's when it hits her. Cecil the Caterpillar, Camp Sweezy, of course, all the pieces have come together, what a twist, what a Kaiser Soze moment, this is amazing, what a reveal, Serena does know Aaron, they went to summer camp together in Europe, it all comes flooding back, they got married with licorice rings and everything, I mean... Uh, I don't know how you guys felt, but I was like, who the hell cares? This is such a stupid reveal. Like, wow, Serena knew him, <laughs> no, yeah. Serena knew him when they were They tried were to kids. dress it up
0: just... with all these details, and it really didn't make a yeah. difference.
2: They knew each other when they were kids? Incredible. He's still got the personality of a piece of cardboard, so what am I supposed to feel?
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't care either.
2: And how the hell did he know she would eventually remember Cecil the Caterpillar? Like, this shouldn't have worked for him. She just had that Dr. No, House really moment where have. she was like, it's like we've known each other our whole, but of course we have. Cecil the Caterpillar, of course.
3: But how creepy of him to not just be like, hey, do you remember when we went to summer camp together? And to like yeah. plant this weird seed in her brain yeah. to Turn make her right. remember.
0: When you tell Maybe me... Maybe that didn't really happen. He like says it to everyone. It, it like, and <laughs> in- He incepts this idea yeah. into their brain. Yeah,
2: like a, it. No, <laughs> it's like a glass slipper thing. Like he doesn't know who this girl was from camp. So he just goes to every single girl that he's attracted to. Keep saying to <laughs> When you remember what Cecil the Caterpillar is, come find me and I will date you. And he doesn't... Okay, want- <laughs> okay weirdo. <laughs> um... Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm trying to think. If I hadn't, if if our friendship really tapered off after eighth grade, Kayla and I, uh, and I hadn't talked to you since then. And I randomly saw you today. I don't know what inside joke I would say to get you to remember me. I, I can't really, I can't really think of anything. I mean, it could know. be like, 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 uh, <laughs> wait, you could have said to me like, when you figure out uh, what what kind of what what you do with the jalapeno sandwich, like, come find <laughs> me and tell me. <laughs> 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 and i was and like I of feel course
3: like, like we definitely had so many insights <laughs> you must have yeah. like that was probably the only language we spoke and like yeah of course i don't
2: remember anything listen i will i will reveal i i think you knew this i i wrote my first song about you kayla i i knew that wow yeah of course i <laughs> sure i sang it to you it was entitled kayla. how many more songs have there been it was entitled uh, first. kayla doesn't like me and it was uh <laughs> you know the point where you know our friendship was on the rocks at this point. I Kayla was mad at me for whatever reason. I don't know what it was, but I probably deserved it, but I had to get my feelings <laughs> in song form and if I recognize you from eighth grade, I would just start uh playing this song for you and like sing it. Sing it to you, see if that <laughs> rang like, this is why I don't hang with Matt Hagen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, did I write any songs about you? No. No of course not.
0: Also, you're writing these songs, but like where are the instruments? Cuz famously you did not play any instruments at this point in your life. I mean you, I, I, you played, now play I played played the ukulele very well. I played but, trumpet uh, until you, I think grade. would you just sing at people? Like I didn't per, I didn't no perform the
2: songs. I wrote them in a notebook and had them, you know, hidden in the so closet. You, I
3: definitely it, I think, remember you singing to people. Well, okay. that maybe yeah, I guess that is in not in not so maybe insane no you're right you're right i was singing
2: to people and you know what i i still am singing uh you know both at people and to people to this day so it's not not a surprise <laughs> not too <out> character. <laughs> anyway uh dan seems to be supportive at least you know serena goes back to talk to aaron but he's already got another girl in the back of his motorcycle and you know that's how you know he's cool because he rides a motorcycle and you know hey more power to him serena rejected him so he found someone else literally right away and left the show with her
0: yeah I, i'm i feel like he'll be back
2: he'll be back Sorry, that was a reference to a song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought my computer cut out.
2: (laughs) I realized I said it, like, just instinctually, and then realized it had no context, and no one knew what was was going on. Um,
0: All I heard you say was, I'll be back.
2: Yep, that was it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was it okay so i got it all i mean it's still all relevant right.
2: but, but he will be back you're right You're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's,
0: it was truthful then all right
2: um, we, we gotta have a chuck and blair scene to end the episode as we do with every season two episode uh this one's very intense chuck explains that the reason we can't say those three words to each other isn't because they are not true i think we both know that the moment we do it won't be the start of something start of something new for all you high school musical freaks uh it'll be <laughs> yeah. it'll be the end of something old uh chuck can't even imagine like chuck and blair go to the movies chuck and blair holding hands and i mean if these were like episode titles of gossip girl episodes i'd watch those episodes just a whole much better titles than what they have yeah (laughs) chuck tells her that what they like is the game i think all of us are realizing this also at this point he might be right i feel like they just need to find a way to like date and love each other but still play games you know if if that's what it is for them like maybe they can play a new game maybe they can do monopoly you know but yeah board games yeah you know they could because they, they love games it's true and chuck is also you know scared that they'd mess it all up once it happened uh you know much like jenny does whenever she succeeds she immediately messes it up he's chuck is scared that this will happen to them he'd actually rather wait maybe in the future and blair agrees that there might be some excruciating pleasure in that as they share a kiss honestly you know i i don't agree with uh the actions of these two all episode but you know another great scene between these two they they're always given it they're all in these scenes
0: yeah, it's true. Maybe, maybe exactly right. The, uh, the plot line might be, not be the best, but like what what these two give on screen is just something else. It's, it's definitely something to look at.
2: Definitely something to look at. Much more chemistry than and Serena and Aaron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jenny is pissed at Nate. You know, I'm all for letting Jenny make her own mistakes, but I think uh, Nate is right here. That was a bad scene. I mean, Jenny was clearly uncomfortable from the start, and I was acting like she was having a great time, and like Nate ruined it all for her, but... Uh, Jenny is pissed. She knows what she's doing. She wouldn't get herself into a situation where she's making a porno. So at least she's drawing the line somewhere. Um, And I feel like, again, Nate is just trying to be a good guy here. Like, imagine if it was Dan or, like, God forbid, Rufus. That was the one that found out about this. Like, I I don't even know what would happen. She would be grounded for years. It would be a whole big thing. Like, Nate is just trying to be a good person, like, protect her and then at the same time like diffuse the situation like he's not planning on telling uh, dan and rufus about this like this could just be you know he could just that's the best
0: part about it right yeah
2: save her let her make this mistake but also like make sure nothing gets too out of hand and jenny wants to know why he cares so much since he's not her father or brother and like he has been acting that way this episode but i feel like uh it shouldn't be so unheard of that someone can care about someone else's well-being even if they aren't related or like in love with them <laughs> so right. I, I mean you know it can be possible just to be a good person and look out for someone
0: yeah, totally. And, and I think that is a huge point about like, if Dan or Rufus had heard about this, then she might have been more angry at them for trying to come down on her so harshly and maybe even gone further in the other direction. So it probably helps that he was the person yeah, there. This should be a wake-up for
2: Jenny where it's like, you're not my uh, brother, you're not my dad, and yet you're still getting on me about this. Like, oh, maybe yep. I am making like a bad decision. Maybe that's why.
0: <laughs> right.
2: But Nate can only say because and uh, then trails off, and then Jenny kisses him. And Jen, Jenny really, again, just has so much, like, unjustified confidence this episode. But, uh, you know, she seems mortified and goes to leave after that. But Nate pulls her back. They kiss her more. And there goes that brother-sister relationship we were talking about. Because that uh, that is out the window as they are really going at it in the middle of the sidewalk.
3: Oh, yeah. Like really Agnes are. said, and... a little sister he wants to do. And she, she <laughs>
2: was, was on to something here. And I, I uh-huh. love, uh, during Lonely Boys Theater, we've been remarking on how the stage notes in like the imdb quotes have been pretty funny we are not doing this scene but i noticed the stage notes for this and it is very funny because uh nate says like because and then trails off and it just says like in the moment when like jenny's staring at her the stage notes say and then she realizes her deepest desire had come true and she kisses him
0: (laughs) (laughs) taking a lot of liberties yeah
2: i love it i love the editorializing of that um so how do you guys feel about this uh, this new romance here, this new potential romance between Nate and Jenny? I'm here for it.
3: I don't know. I thought it was weird when I first watched it, too. I'm like, he's living at this house. That could get weird mm-hmm. real fast. That can definitely
1: it's get weird. That's true.
2: Although maybe, although maybe convenient if <laughs> they aren't <laughs> in the same house.
3: Especially if Rufus isn't paying any
2: attention still. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah,
0: right. You picked the right time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It is a little bit weird, like it. But, um, like I, I, think Nate really was just looking out for her. But when Jenny went for it, he was like, "Oh, okay, well, might as well." Like, yeah, you know,
0: I think in the deep down, he's always had a little bit of a thing maybe, for her. Even yeah. like in their in their scenes early this season or late last season. Yeah. Um, he always seemed to pinpoint her to talk like as friends, but thought yeah. like maybe at the time she's too young to really get with. But uh, if she gets older, I still feel this way about her. Maybe we could. Work it out, and he was still maybe suppressing it a little bit before she went and kissed him. And he's like, "You know what? I do like this girl."
2: Yeah, I mean, I maybe it was in the back of his mind, but I, I don't think like I I don't think it was a situation like he, like he doesn't even go for the kiss. Like he's not taking advantage of her. Like, exactly, he's the one that kissed her. Yeah, like I don't think he was thinking it. But then once he got that first kiss, you know, he couldn't help it. It was like, oh, this is where we're right. going with this. All right, well, might as well. We have a nice sidewalk to uh to yeah. claim as our own and just <laughs> make out. Um, so. I, the situation might be a little weird. He is a little bit older than her, but, you know, only only two years, at least in the context of the show. Uh, it is weird that he's best friends with Dan now and that they're living together. But, right. you know, sometimes someone kisses you and you just uh, – you, you can't help it. So we don't even know if this is going to be a relationship or if, you know, the next episode Nate is just going to say, like uh, – you know, that was a mistake. We probably shouldn't do that anymore. No, uh, no, no. And speaking no. of which... Now th- I think that this is set over- up
0: perfectly for the uh, the rest of this, of this season, maybe. This could be the arc where Dan wants to be best friends with Nate, yeah. but then he's like, secretly banging his sister, or maybe not banging, but like hooking up with his sister. And it's just like all this fun in the roof of the Brooklyn uh, loft.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say, Brendan, uh as far as the new romance goes, a- any predictions? Do you think this is going to go somewhere?
0: It's got I think this is going to be like the main little storyline for the next few episodes, um, kind of sneaking around the loft,
2: yeah, could be, could be, and what about what about the old romance uh, the old chuck and blair of it all is this uh is this game over as the wise jigsaw used to say
0: no they, they've been pushing this so hard it's got to be like maybe they'll take a little bit of a break because they yeah. like you said earlier, they've been uh kind of you know going with the same plot line for too many episodes in a row now, but after a short break, I'm sure they'll get right back to it in some way, shape or form.
2: Yeah, I, let, let's let's explore some other storylines for a little while before we get back to this. Yeah. And then, uh, is the Dan-Blair friendship uh, going to be anything, or is it going the way of the Dan-Chuck friendship?
0: Um, no, I, I think there's more hope for that than Dan-Chuck.
2: Interesting, interesting. And then what about the new characters we meet? So, uh, we meet Agnes and Aaron in this. I, I can confirm that, uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> they i was going to reference the the song again just, just to fall on <laughs> on dead ears again but i'm not gonna they they will both be back uh what do you what do you think is going to happen with them brendan
0: um i think maybe we'll get a little bit of an arc of serena with this guy it seems like she's gonna chase after him um and as far as agnes goes maybe we will see uh jenny work with agnes a little bit because I, I don't know we'll if he's going to go back see. to school right away, but we'll, we'll see
2: Kayla. I don't, re- I don't know how recently you've seen this, but do you remember where these, uh, where these storylines go in the future?
3: You know, um, not really, not with
2: Ooh. everybody. Okay. Okay.
3: Um, but I, I won't discuss. So I won't. Uh... All
2: right. Well, you'll have to keep watching okay. to, to jog your memory. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some segments. Of course, as we're nearing the two hour mark, our user review of the week, my favorite segment, we're back comedy fan. Uh, 2104 is back again he's taking over season two i mean again he's the only one reviewing again this episode there was only one review and it's from comedy fan i don't know why he gave it a 9 out of 10 and he says that was a pretty good episode i like the whole blair and chuck story it has always been interesting so far but in this episode it was pretty funny how dan was helping out in the game and the ending of it was also good and i like it these three words are really not so (laughs) (laughs) these three words are really not something one would just say they better wait jenny trying to move on in her career was also well done and now she is with nate wow the guy is truly going through them all
0: (laughs) he's he's right about
2: that i do like when he just throws in and i like it (laughs) and i like it thank you for filling us in there uh next week brendan the episode is called there might be blood any predictions based on the episode title
0: Mm. um i i don't know you know, I, I had a really nasty thought. I'm just going to keep it keep to myself. It yourself,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, keep it the, to yourself, please. Keep it to yourself, please. The little blurb says, Aaron has been keeping a secret from Serena. Uh-oh. is it, We're going to get some more backstory with the licorice rings in the season. Oh, I like thriller? that.
0: That sounds way more fun than what I was oh, thinking. Oh, I'm sure Aaron will find a
2: way to make it boring. Don't worry. all right right. let's get into some episode grades i went first last week so of course brendan you will go first this week what grade are you giving the episode?
0: first time all season long um (laughs) this is an interesting one we've had a good series so far season so far since we got back to school uh famously did not like the hampton a few episodes but since we've been back we've been on a hot streak of great episodes um this one um not in the a range that we had uh for a three episode streak earlier but um I think it's still a high quality episode. Um not a ton of laughs. I feel like the laughs this episode came from more actions and silly things as mm-hmm. opposed to straight up good lines. Um but also a tough episode to root for a lot of characters where uh everyone was you know bad, but also it made for some some good hijinks. Uh not they weren't all bad in the way that annoys me sometimes. Um and I, I did like how we almost had two genres going on this episode where when we were with chuck and blair we were in like straight up soap opera territory and then the other half of the episode was all like teen drama mm-hmm. um so that was interesting uh, but not the best uh, again we're getting some more tired scenes uh with chuck and blair which usually can be the can be great um so I'll, overall i'll give this maybe a, a b it's pretty good not the best not bad
2: okay a nice respectable b grade from yeah. brendan uh kayla would you like to go next or would you like to go last
3: you know what? I'm gonna just kind of piggyback off of Brendan right there, and I'm also going it. it a B.
2: Oh, um, oh, Handholding nice. club.
3: And without spoiling, I'm just like I'm considering other episodes, and even just in terms of the Agnes Jenny, there's other ones that I like better.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Fair. Okay. Oh wow. Um. Good. Good to know that that this uh, relationship gets a little bit more interesting and oh, better. Yeah. Hopefully.
2: Um. So I'm a little bit lower than you guys. I'm giving it a C plus. This is a fine episode. Like it's not offensively bad. It's just uh there was so much like I didn't care about, and all the characters were being stupid, so as we mentioned, not really anyone to root for. Uh I like the Jenny story, even though it's hard to see one of my favorite characters sabotage herself. Uh the new Serena romance storyline is tough to care about when the new love interest is as interesting as like a stick of glue. And I always love a Blair Chuck storyline, but it's more of the same with them. I feel like it might be getting a little old so uh we get our two new characters. I really like one of them in Agnes and I really hate the other one in Aaron so pretty much cancel out so uh just a little better than average here c plus for me fair enough all right mvp brendan who are you giving your mvp award to for this episode mm,
0: this is the hardest decision of the day um you know i was hoping as we talked out here i would have a better idea and i, I think i do now because um, like we said earlier dan was like the front runner for a majority of the episode until vanessa ruins it uh so i'm not going to give it to him uh Jenny was my pick for a little while during the episode because she was just so engaging and um, I liked a lot of what was going on with her. But uh, as far as like, you know, logistically, she has a bad episode because she, you know, falls from so high and crashes and burns. And I mean, we don't know where it's going to end up going, but it doesn't look like she doesn't really end the episode on a high note except for her love life. Um, so that could be something. But I think Nate here is going to have to get it because, you know.
1: He oh, and Nate can get it
0: right. He can get it. He does get it. He's been—he was a great friend all episode. He had some good laughs while, while like looming in the background of the coffee shop, <laughs> and ends up uh, getting with someone he didn't know he had feelings for. So MVP for Nate.
2: All right, Kayla, are you agreeing with Brendan again, or are you giving yes. someone else an MVP? Whoa. Um, Nate. Yeah.
3: That's... I
0: knew. I, I feel bad. I was going to steal it from you guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, Nate was decided because uh, I, I know this part of the segment of the show. I, I knew
2: this when I was rewatching. I'm like, yep, neat. Nice. Brendan, Brendan, don't, don't let us in, influence your decision. You, you, whoever you think. No, I, I needed decision. it. Yeah. I
0: needed help this episode. So um, you guys did it for me.
2: Whoever you think it is, you, you go, don't worry about if you're stealing it from people or anything. Uh, yeah. So for me, it's tough because, like I've been saying, no one really has a great episode. I almost gave it to Agnes because, much like Georgina, she definitely like makes a name for herself in her premiere episode. Uh, I almost gave it to Eleanor because the way she handles Jenny was pretty funny this episode, uh, not <laughs> taking Jenny's shit for even a second. But I don't think there was enough there for either of them really. So uh, Nate's gonna get the clean sweet here. I'm, I'm giving it to good guy wow. Nate. Wow. I, I, until good today, for him. until today, I was the only person to get ever give Nate an MVP and uh now and he gets
0: a clean sweep that a really seen often talked about
2: and in an episode with weak competition he does deserve it so he he's trying to be a good guy all episode when everyone else who lives with jenny was pretty much ignoring her or like making fun of her struggles in the beginning i really think he was the one who wanted what's best for her it, it's and you know it's kind of sweet the kiss is whatever but I, I don't think there was ever an ulterior motive for him so uh you know not too creepy there and uh yeah i <laughs> think nate had a good episode so nate's gonna get mvp Very from good. all of us we're all in the handholding club for this one
0: very very good and finally
2: brendan you got to give someone an lvp lots to choose from here yeah Yeah,
0: lots to choose from this one's a little bit easier for me um i'm honestly excited to give this one to my girl vanessa Uh, like we said earlier on uh if it wasn't for her fucking everything up dan could be friends with the upper east siders much more easily and i want him to be friends with these people and she keeps ruining it um and he wouldn't have been an asshole if it wasn't for her she started it all, so Vanessa, you you had a short couple scenes here, and you capitalized on it, and <laughs> really made me hate you more.
2: <laughs> love it, uh, Kayla. Who do you think deserves an LVP? Um, probably Rufus
3: for just being totally absent. <laughs> <acid.
2: laughs> love it. Yeah, I love that. All right. So, um, <laughs> you know fair. what? Interest. It was an interesting one here for me. Uh, Creepy Max seemed like an easy one, but like Nate did intervene before he had a chance to do anything like too unforgivable. So, uh, I also I obviously hate Aaron, but other than being like a boring turd, he didn't really do anything. So, um, for me, I, I went with like who really lost the episode. And for the first time ever, I'm gonna give Jenny oh. an LVP. I've never done this before. Wow. I still love her, obviously, but like she is the loser of the episode. She does get to make Late, but it's not like that was even like, you know, that beautiful moment. It just kind of like. It just kind of happened and we don't know where that's going to go so but before that you know she loses her job and it's you know co- completely her fault too why she loses it so uh she's in such a hole here and like uh when rufus stops being absent and finds out what's happening he's gonna like flip out when he finds out and Ooh. and i mean in the words of herself she's an unemployed homeschooled 15 year old with no money no context and no one knows who <laughs> she is so if that's not worthy yeah an LVP, she sums it up if that's not worthy of an lvp <laughs> i don't know what is so unfortunately yeah. jenny is going to get sorry one for jenny him. she's still going to be in the positives don't worry I- still well well ahead of the curve here with the mvp lvp of it all so uh, nothing too bad but you know i i, I, I have to be an unbiased uh L- mvp and lvp giver here i can't just favor you have a, to be i can't just give blair and jenny mvps every episode and Van- vanessa and lvp every episode although i would like it and i'm glad she still did get some hatred from brendan in this episode yes at least that much all right so let's let's get into everyone's favorite segment lonely boys theater
0: you are now listening to lonely boys theater
2: Uh, Not even a full scene, really, today. We have, like, half a scene. It is the scene with uh, Serena, Blair, and Dan uh, sitting at the table in the courtyard discussing what to do about the whole Blair and Chuck situation. Um, I am usually Blair in these scenes, and Brendan is usually Serena, which would leave Kayla with Dan. But, uh, Kayla, if you'd like to be anyone else, just let me know.
3: Well, I like the Serena voice that I do.
2: Oh, it's a Oh, have to, okay. Have to be let's see. I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> let's do it. So, uh, Brendan, do you do you want to be Dan?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be Dan. Although, like, I feel like I'm not fitting as a Dan. I'm more fitting as a Serena, only because we have the same amount of like mumbling going on. Um, so maybe that's what uh, <laughs> Kayla's going to draw from here. So let's let's hear that, and I'll I'll be I'll be Dan.
2: All right. Does everyone do you have read their the stage notes in theater? Um, we have before, and we have skipped over them before, but um. I, I think they're not, just they don't
3: think they're that important. Yeah,
2: no, nothing too yeah. good there. Does everyone have their script in front of them? I've got it. All right, I will. I will start off the scene as Blair. <clears throat> you have to help me destroy Chuck Bass.
0: All right, I'll take that as my cue to leave.
2: Oh, you're very perceptive.
3: Dan, wait. <laughs> if you're having a problem with Chuck, then a the man's perspective would be helpful.
2: You know, just because you two are making a doomed attempt to being friends doesn't mean I have to play the enabler.
3: Blair,
2: come on.
0: Well, if you're plotting against Chuck Bass, then I'm sure it could be something of help.
2: Fine. I have an itch that only Chuck can scratch, if you know what I'm saying, Dan. And he won't oblige <laughs> unless I tell him that I love him.
0: You need help getting Chuck to sleep with you? Really?
2: Yes! What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> do, you mean, do you see how judgmental he always is? God, why do you want me to be friends with him? Blair, come on! <laughs> I'm. I'm at, you guys make me nauseous i'm out of here fuck you both i hate i hate this i'm gonna i'm gonna get chuck right. myself i don't need you guys serena, to scratch come his here <laughs> oh wow wow what a scene i i also loved your serena voice that was great the listeners. yeah
0: it was honestly pretty spot on i can thank hear
2: you, them clapping you. from here yeah um that was really good so that that's all the segments we have i know it seems like we have a lot but they fly by in the blink of an eye really so Really do. All we have are some plugs. Uh, Kaylee, you are our guest. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast. Haven't haven't known what was up with you since you stole that last sandwich from me in ninth grade. So it's really <laughs> great catching up. Do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour?
3: I Well, I'm sorry for bullying you. Um, <laughs> and while I would normally plug the stick in my podcast, we are coming to an end soon oh no yeah
2: to an end
0: is there is there a big finale it's gonna happen?
3: there will be we have one more episode okay today, and then we'll have a goodbye So yeah plug that um but it, i'm pretty much done with school now and it was a big part of school and uh i won't lie it's not easy to listen to people's trauma over and over and over again
0: i can imagine <laughs> so uh
3: we're gonna put that to the side um but we'll leave it up forever maybe we'll come back to it eventually but sure um, so i guess i could still plug it and like go yeah i mean if you yeah, like, it, put anyway, labs, <laughs> it's the last big episode it's still wants there to go back it
2: sounds and, like a huge and deal to the back catalog of the sick invite podcast it'll still be all there
3: yeah all good stuff i won't lie; some of them are a little hard to read or, or listen to so we do put trigger warnings uh in the beginnings but some of them are fun the happy Boys was a very good one
0: that was fun yeah that was a, that was a good time yeah. check, check that one out i think we were episode
2: 50 yeah, I don't remember Ooh, off the top of my head, the big, but you were there. The big five zero. I mean, I'll, big I'll take Ron's word for it. He wouldn't lie about something yeah. this serious. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: keep a lookout for that, that big finale. That sounds like a, great, a good time, so.
2: Yeah.
0: Check that out, and check out right. uh, Kayla's uh, episode of the happy Boys too. Kayla and Ricky came on a, a while Oh, back.
2: yeah, that was a really fun episode. Okay. Yeah. Good old white club. Yeah, I'm
0: sure they'll be back at some point, too. <laughs> um,
2: Brendan, you plugging the same old shit?
0: Samuel should at this point, uh, Malt Madness has probably come to a close. We had a great five episodes in five weeks, and that's a big deal to us, but uh that's just how other <laughs> podcasters do it in general. Uh, including this <laughs> but,
2: podcast, you know. We are famous yeah. for putting out an, one episode per week, but apparently over at right. Poppy Boys yeah. Studio, that's a big accomplishment.
0: It's it's a big ask for us. So uh you're welcome, everybody. Uh, Gagan showed up in that month twice. Uh the big finale to that month should have been a big deal i don't know if it was a train wreck at this point or if it was a big <laughs> success so either way it should be entertaining speaking Look of out which, for that
2: we have to af- after this i uh, scheduling notes for you brendan i don't let me forget
0: okay great <laughs> um, perfect time to add that well
2: because i will forget if i didn't say something right now and then i'd be like shit <laughs> i right. forgot and i'd have to text you and then you'd sure. be like oh he's texting me again and you'll edit all yeah. this out in post anyway and, so. and
0: i'd remember who you are when she texted me exactly, like oh that, yeah. that, that guy again. okay
2: <laughs> all right um Brendan, have you watched uh, The Sex Lives of College Girls yet? Oh, I love it. Yeah, no. thank you, Kayla. Another. Oh, I'm sorry. It is the it's best cool. show. What have I been doing? Thank you. I've been trying to get Brendan to watch it. Every week I'm plugging it until Brendan watches it. He refuses to watch. I don't know why. Um, uh, I have been, Brendan, you get to see the family sister's boobs. Yeah, you do.
0: Okay, well, you know what? That's what I'm doing the rest of the day. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Kayla. All right. I'm so, why didn't you just say that initially? <laughs> I
2: didn't know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you wanted and to be spoiled on that. And Nick was scratched. You get to see his butt. Oh, There's boobs and butt, Brandon. What more do you want?
0: All right, I'm skipping my run today. I'm going to go right
2: to that. <laughs> um,. What else, what else can I plug? I don't think I was on any, po- Oh, besides Hoppy Boys, of course, but besides that, I don't think I've been on any podcast recently. Um, I think this is going to come out on April 8th, so that means that is the premiere of iCarly Season 2, so everyone should also be watching Whoa. that. Very funny iCarly reboot. Uh, oh, Brendan, and everyone else listening, I watched The Fallout yesterday, a movie on HBO Max. Uh, Big time contender for movie of the year. Wow. For me. Incredible. obviously not a best picture winner or anything but as far as i was going I, i'm a i've become a big jenna ortega guy recently you probably know her from scream 5 brendan um
0: yes 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 wait. oh i remember you, okay i've ever seen the coming oh i did this? watch this
3: movie yeah oh <laughs> i did, forgot the name were, of it <laughs> were you a fan yeah
2: <laughs> it was good i really liked it jenna ortega is a star in the making if not already being a star so watch anything that she's involved with including this movie oh brendan she was also in studio 666 which i watched last week which is
0: yes i remember seeing her <laughs> choosing that too big contender
2: she for was on jane mo- the virgin you watch that yes she was but, i mean let's just go over all her credits she was in season two of you <laughs> she was in uh 2021's masterpiece Yesterday. she was in uh she's in a movie x that will be released by the time this podcast is released uh I'm too scary. i mentioned scream five uh studio 666 which has uh, she has a small cameo and it has the potential to be the worst movie of 2022 i told you <laughs> brendan you didn't miss much skipping that movie
0: yeah yeah i'm, I'm right it, it didn't it's started off strong in the uh, the trailer and then as it went along i was like oh this is what this is gonna be Listen, this is gonna be real the bad. foo
2: fighters make some good music they are not actors and they are not comedy writers i will tell, I will tell you that
0: much <laughs> neither of the sort don't know
2: how this got green lit but it was not a good experience <laughs> That's all I've got to plug, and whatever the opposite of plugging is, you can follow me on Twitter at maddiefresh24. You can follow Brendan at ruppypuppy. You can follow the Hobby Boys at the Hobby Boys Pod. Kayla, I believe you are off Twitter. Do you have any social media that you want to plug now? Only on Instagram.
3: That's at Kayla Herb.
2: Yeah, I noticed. I, I don't know when I noticed, but it was a it was a dark day when I noticed you were not on Twitter anymore because I was the only I was, I was on Twitter to... for like five minutes. <laughs> uh, it was, we had a conversation on Twitter once. Yeah. <laughs> And now every time I see it in the time hop, I only see my side of the conversation and not yours. Oh, well,
3: years ago, yeah, I had Twitter and then Donald Trump got elected and I was like, oh, this is a dark place. (laughs) And I I, I, I deleted it. Uh, That'll do And then I came back after the Sex and the City reboot came on (laughs) and then, because I wanted to see what people were saying. And then I was like, I have, I need to do things in my life. I I made the right choice. For one social media. So I deleted that again. And then I re uploaded Facebook. So that I could get into your chat and then I'm going to delete that in five minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you left Twitter, I said, well, that's it. I'll probably never talk to Kayla again, unless, of course, I create a Gossip Girl podcast. And that was really what the genesis of this podcast <laughs> was. Just so it's just a way that. to talk to you again.
3: Well, I do recall on Twitter a couple of years ago, I asked out loud or not out loud to out loud. the Twitter <laughs> world, uh, would anybody want to join my Hillary Duff cover band? And you replied, why not?
2: Oh, oh. Nice. Man, that's wow. such a great reply back. <laughs> <me. laughs> great reply. <laughs> wow okay well no better way to end the podcast with, the, with that genius <laughs> reply by me. thank you for bringing that up I had completely yeah. forgotten um, follow all of us on our uh, on, on our various social media platforms uh, listen to all of our various podcasts watch everything every single thing that we've plugged and then report back to me uh, I will require some kind of like book report to prove that you actually watched everything mm-hmm. uh, but until then we'll be watching uh, next week what are we watching season 2 episode 9 there might be blood that's so- right Come back. That should be a good one. And until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely boys.
0: Bye-bye.